Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody's checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what those things are. Yeah, that's right. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. Like I said, this show is live. We do it Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. And we are streaming on, yep, that's right, Rockfin, 
YouTube, DLive, and Periscope, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And, well, I'll tell you what, if uh, these technocrats want to play games and they want to bump us off and uh, uh, make us make it so that we can't even reach our own audience, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just move somewhere else. We'll just simply move somewhere else. And that's what we did. So goodbye to Facebook, Troubled Minds. I'm sorry if that was your platform of choice. Well, it's becoming untenable. And so as many of you on the radio know, it doesn't affect you at all, except we do a live stream. We have a video and the whole thing. And uh, as part of a, a companion piece to the radio show. And uh, as I said yesterday, as I was really, really angry yesterday, uh, you know, like not like lose my mind angry, but I was irritated yesterday that w- literally, right? How do you how do you spend years building an audience on a particular platform? And then they just magically shut off your reach to set audience. Like, can you imagine if you had, well, I don't know, let's say 40,000 followers on YouTube, and then none of them ever got notifications? I mean, I know they play those type of games, but man, Facebook just goes nuclear. They just shut it all off so nobody gets notifications at all, and that's it, and your show's done, and uh, well, uh, on that platform anyway. And so uh, I'm done entertaining it. I'm done playing those games, and so we're, uh, we're, we're on to something else. We're on to Rockfin. Like I said, I'm going to sound like a Rockfin commercial for the next uh, s- several several months here as we just start to, to figure out what's going on and decide where the best place is for Troubled Minds because uh, there are prying ears out there, and they're no longer uh, regular pioneers, like uh, speaking of, uh, you know, regular people listening, uh, you know, that's a good thing. But pioneers, meaning that uh, the, the technocrats are transcribing every word, they're feeding everything that we say and we think. Uh, because, of course, they're trying to predict what we think before we think it. And then they're feeding all of our data points into these algorithms to do what? What do you think they're trying to do? And this is what the show is about tonight, by the way. So I'm not just on a ramble, ramble-a-thon. I mean, I do do that sometimes. But, uh, well, I do it all the time. It's a talk show, after all. But, uh, I mean, that's the thing. What do you think the end goal is? If you're talking about actual, um, uh, uh, you know, control, right? That's what this is about. It's about control. It's about controlling freedom of speech. It's about controlling freedom of thought. It's about controlling all of these things. And so, um, fortunately, there are options. And so we don't have to be stuck with with the same old garbage uh, that everybody else is is eating. We can uh, uh, step up to organic internet, as it were, if you know what I mean. That's not really a thing, by the way. I just made that up. But uh, yeah, uh, that's what's going on. So uh, we'll uh, we'll just put that drama to bed. But uh, if you guys are missing the video format and you haven't seen Rockfin, I highly recommend you check it out. Rockfin.com slash Troubled Minds. And you'll see us uh, live streaming right on there and reading all the chat, uh, catching up with the chat on Rockfin and everywhere else. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us there and Facebook. Sorry, not Facebook on YouTube and uh, DLive and uh, Periscope as well. But okay, so like I was saying before I got a little agitated and off track, uh, is that, uh, well, the thing is this, uh, we are live, like I said, and so this conversation begins uh, at seven, approximately 7.06 p.m., Monday through Friday, and it's a two-way thing, so I, I hope to bring you something that's, like I say, the, the idea here is to tell a story in a way using the news cycle and uh, using uh, the uh, just the things that they do, right, the things that they sort of uh, force us into, and as you notice, right, uh, like just, just in the last four to six years, like everything has literally just spun off the rails. Politically, people can't even uh, be in the same room with each other. Families are like being broken up by by what? By, by politics? Like, are you kidding me? 
like sure it's always been like a hot button thing because the brainwash is deep and goes deep regarding those topics however uh it, it's not necessary like this is one of those things that is absolutely not not part of what uh human beings should be subjected to um and i think that's part of the issue here uh if you if you sort of look at uh some other things uh regarding uh maybe uh brainwashing and the rest of this stuff i don't think humans were made for this you know we've evolved differently we've uh we we're not uh, used to being subjected to you know like the suddenly bam you snap your fingers and now the next generation is a complete brainwash bombardment 24 hours a day we're not we're not set up for that but anyway so starting the conversation is uh my job and so your job if you're out there listening is uh is to be part of this conversation and the thing we do is this we uh we have a phone number we have a discord a couple discords actually and that's what we're doing tonight so uh, if you want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 and you can click the discord link and join us there at troubledminds.org that's the official website and also fringe.fm slash chat that will give you a direct invite to the fringe fm uh discord and uh, that's what's going on with that so so uh it is the same program discord the two chat rooms are just two different chat rooms two different audiences uh in two different places so uh th- those audiences have overlapped uh, in many cases so uh but come come join both because uh, there's a lot of good people in there a lot of good folks sharing good information that again is not uh, as far as i'm aware discord is one of those things as well that is not censored it's not being actively censored unless of course you know you're harboring terrorists or something like this right which of course we are not but uh instead right they're they're trying to uh malign people who think freely as terrorists uh what's up <laughs> i see you guys in the uh, in the chat there in uh in uh rockfin yep uh, former facebook followers <laughs> yes uh, there it is there it is uh all right so uh that's what's on my mind tonight is not just tech censorship but why why are they doing this like in particular so let's just use the example from troubled minds right like i said the thing that gets me really miffed about all of it is that uh you know you spend spend years literally years fighting or or not fighting uh building an audience and then and then with the flick of a switch they take it away from you right they want you to pay money to reach the same audience that you you worked hard to build over years i mean it's it's just incredibly unfair but then of course what they are doing is they're they're picking and choosing the winners right they are they are doing exactly what crony capitalism is all about right it's not about uh, allowing you know the the best ideas to really come to the top it's about uh shutting down uh dissent right it's about uh getting uh the the ideas that you want as the technocratic overlord uh in the faces of everybody that's what this is about and of course it's about collecting every every like micro micro minute of your data and uh using it as a as a weapon against you using it to sell you things you may or may not need it's a way to track if people are depressed i mean you can see a lot of this stuff you just go to some of these uh, documentaries there's a great one on uh, netflix that matt was uh, talking about yesterday by the way and uh you know they talk it's called the uh, the social dilemma if anybody's seen that and it's it's just um you see how these algorithms now i've seen that i've seen it on netflix if you guys have seen that i recommend you check it out but also do know that uh, some of that information in that in that uh that documentary itself was misrepresented because well that's what they do right you have to misrepresent things to make a point on tv and that's what tv is the the entire the entire medium is misrepresentation to make points right or or you could say brainwashing all right and that's really what it is so it's unfortunate but here we are here we are anyway we we, we're gonna get we're gonna survive we're gonna keep on trucking we're gonna get around this uh but okay so 
as I was looking through the news today, I, we haven't done a surveillance show in quite some time. And, you know, I, just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean it's not happening. I think that's uh, quite obvious. But there are some things happening that's a little bit strange, right? We've all heard of something called the Internet of Things, right? IoT, you guys have probably heard this, the IoT devices, Internet of Things. Well, uh, there's there's something else, by the way. Uh, there's something. There's actually a step greater than Internet of Things, and we'll get to that in a little bit here. But so so the Internet of Things is a I, like an IoT device would be like, as they're describing everything as a smart appliance, a smart device, right? So like an IoT, like we always say, is uh, is that it's a uh, an IoT device is something like a smart toaster, right? A smart uh, refrigerator, something like this. Like the refrigerator is constantly uh, scanning and keeping track of your groceries as you put them in the fridge. And then when they run out, it, it can, you know, either text you a shopping list uh, or order those things directly off of something like Amazon or like a grocery service, things like this. And that's that's just a brief rundown of the Internet of Things. Of course, it's going to be more ubiquitous than uh, just your refrigerator or your toaster. It's going to be everything. It's going to be probably uh, locked into your ring devices and things like this, right? If you're uh, pr- expecting a package, maybe you'll get notifications from ring that your package has arrived because they know uh, that you're expecting it because they're tapped into everything and everything is tapped into each other. And yeah, just weirdness, right? So as as everything becomes more interconnected, this is what they're calling the internet of things, all right? And of course, right, the, the, the much, uh, much, <laughs> much hyped 5G conspiracy of all the rest of this stuff, these towers, and is this, uh, this, this stuff even safe for, uh, you know, like the cellular radiation that's coming from uh, not just 5G, of course, 4G, 3G, and all the rest of this. We're really honestly the first generation that's been subjected to this on a widespread basis if you go back even to to my generation uh you know we got the millennials now what is it do they call them gen z and then there's what's what's beyond that no, they're they're babies right now but there's another generation coming up and these these unfortunate younger younger folks are going to be literally surrounded by 5G signals, by radio waves from terrestrial radio, from you name it, 4G signals, from Bluetooth, everywhere. It's everywhere. You can't escape it. And, you know, except uh, if, you, if you lose all your devices and you go to the, the, to the desert or the country or something like this, that's how you can escape it, all right? And even then, you're probably not safe because there's probably cell service out there. So, okay. Now, now the weird part here is, like I said, we all know what the Internet of Things is, all right? So, and like I said, scare, some scary implications because they have to put these 5G towers, like they said, like they're going to be every, uh, you know, 100 meters from each other or something like this. And they're going to put them in neighborhoods out in front of houses. And that's happening, right? Like there's all kinds of just weirdness happening with that. This show isn't about 5G and, you know, radiation and cellular damage and any of that stuff, right? But it does, it is, it is a notable thing that we are the first generation of folks right now that are experiencing these levels of, uh, you know, small radiation bursts, as you would call them, or that's what I'll call them because I'm lack of a better term right now. Uh, but but we're, we're being subjected to it all the time. So it's one thing if it's in a low dose. Uh, sure, fine. Maybe that's fine. But if it's literally from the moment you're born in the hospital, there's Wi-Fi signals and Bluetooth and all kinds of stuff going on. And then you come home as a little bitty baby and you're surrounded by Bluetooth and all the rest of this stuff, right? Like you're surrounded by just literally from day one, not even that from in the womb. It's actually like a, a affecting you in the womb as well. 
So that in and of itself is terrifying. It's a terrifying aspect is, is what we're going to look like, you know, as a human species 100 years from now. That's the horrifying part about this. And there are studies to suggest even 3G and 4G are not safe in long, long exposure type doses. So I don't know. Like I said, uh, as, as always, we live in that post-truth world where it's nearly impossible to really come up with an answer here because you have the telecom say, no, no, it's safe. There's no problems here. Then you have, you know, they have some of these uh, other scientists that have done tests and they say, no, no, the, we, we, you know, we're frying rats here. And it, it, it suggests that it's not safe in huge, huge you know, long-term dosage. I don't know. Like I said, it depends on who you ask. Like anything, right? Anything is, it depends on who you ask. And so uh, that's what this is about. That's what this conversation is about tonight. In particular, not just these radiation signals. Like I said, it's not really about that, but it kind of is because we're talking about the Internet of Things. Now, let me pull up this article, and this is what got me thinking about this. Now, it wasn't just the Internet of Things, all right? Uh, Like I said, there's another thing. There's a whole extra step beyond the Internet of Things. And what do you think that is? What do you think it's called? Have you guys heard of this? If you haven't, well, <laughs> I'm about to fill you in. I'm about to fill you in. What's up, guys? I see you. I see you all there on Rockfin. Thanks for showing up and hanging out. I see you guys there on Facebook and everywhere else. Thanks. Uh, see you in Fringe, Fringe uh, Discord. Trying to watch all the chats uh, and do all the things at the same time. And it's it's uh, it looks easier on TV. I'll tell you that. But anyway, uh, I digress. Let's, so let's get to this article now. This is this is a little bit nuts. Okay, um, this is from Scientific American, and this is from today today. Yep, that's right. So there's some comments in this article. This article is basically based on just different experts making comments about this new thing. And this new thing isn't so new, it just doesn't get a lot of play. Like I said, uh, people talk about the Internet of Things and how it's not really, uh, it's not set up for people. It's set up for machines. So machines can communicate with each other and uh, make, uh, make decisions themselves based on a set of parameters, right? Or, of course, algorithms, as it were. And uh, that's what 5G and uh, the Internet of Things is all about. Now, because, of course, right, if you, if you look at uh, who, who, who out there has streaming problems anymore? Like you, you pretty much have to live in like a, a, a very, very, you know, way out there area where there's almost nothing around, kind of in the country sort of thing to even have streaming problems anymore. Like if you live anywhere near a city, you're going to have like really, really strong signals and be able to probably stream, you know, a high definition video right on your phone in, in many cases. So like, it, again, it's not, this is not about creating a faster download for Netflix, it's about creating these machines that can speak to each other and algorithmically decide, well, what is it they're going to decide, right? And I think that's part of, the, part of the issue here is once you start looking into this and thinking about, you know, uh, fiction like Skynet, right? Thinking about uh, fiction like um, The Matrix and how uh, the, the full spectrum control actually becomes uh, the machines because they're, they're so in tune with each other in a communication aspect that, of course... If they become hostile in some way with the singularity and, you know, the rest of this stuff, the the uh, the terror of the future AI and, and all this as it, it continues to build and improve and become more seamless with each other, what kind of decisions will it make? And uh, what's what uh, what level of a chance would humans stand to to really fight it off or stand up to it? I think that's the biggest part here is once you build that network, uh, that network wins and there's there's no way around it. Like you could disable nodes here there and it's fast enough and smart enough at that point to bypass those those uh those limitations so 
yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, we're not going to get to the point where the you know Internet of Things is sending Reaper drones to people's uh, doorsteps or whatever. But uh, I digress. I digress. Here we go. So let's go to this article. Now, this is what got me thinking about this today. And I thought this was interesting because it's not just the Internet of Things. And that's the thing everybody hears about. IoT, the IoT device. Like I said, a smart toaster, a smart refrigerator, things like this uh, that are paying attention to what's going on in the household so they can assist you make decisions, assist you order things or whatever, right? Something like this. Smart ovens. It's all there. But okay, here we go. There's more. This is from, again, Scientific American. Headline is this. Yeah. How could this go wrong, right? Flexible microprocessor could enable an internet of everything. Yeah, that's right. An internet of everything. Yeah, right. So, so now it is. It's, this is the next step. We talk about the Internet of Things, like I said, IoT devices. This right here is your very next step, which means what? What do you think this means? What exactly do you think this means? The Internet of Everything. Yeah, well, let me, let me explain. They have these flexible microprocessors that are very, very small. And they're saying that basically they're tracking chips. And they're talking about using them on not just smart devices like IOT devices like we've been discussing, like your smart fridge or whatever. Instead, they're putting them on inanimate objects. Well, like maybe a box of cereal. You see what's happening? Maybe a gallon of milk. And the reason why they would do that is if you put these devices, these flexible microprocessors on, say, a gallon of milk, uh, it could determine in real time the expiration date of that milk. All right because it knows the handling uh, procedure, because it's, it's tracking all that data. It's, uh, it's, it's keeping in tune with uh, right how long it's spent out of the cooler, something like this, how long in transit, all the things, right? So it's, it's keeping, it, it's literally collecting data constantly. And then it's updating expiration dates on this gallon of milk, all right? Same thing with a box of cereal or anything else, right? We're talking about putting these tracking flexible microprocessors on inanimate objects to do what? To do what? What do you think it is? What do you, what do you think the advantage here is? Well, of course, the advantage is they can track supply chains. They can track when things need to be ordered specifically, right? They can track, like I said, expiration dates. And this is, this is fine, right? There's no problem here. So not only are your smart devices always listening, you got all the 5G stuff spinning out of control. We got Wi-Fi everywhere. Who knows what's going on with that? We won't, probably won't know for another 100 years. Very much like they used to say, oh, yeah, smoking's fine for you, right? Have a, you have a headache? Have a cigarette. It'll fix it right up. Well, 100 years later, see how that worked out. And this is the type of stuff we're dealing with, right? And if we don't ask these questions ourselves and sort of look into this stuff ourselves, well, uh, yeah, uh, this, is, this, is, this is the issue, right? This is the problems we have. And so this is what got me thinking. So not only do we have, like I said, the Internet of Things, we have the Internet of Everything. And what that means is now not just smart devices, but inanimate objects to track supply chains and to stay ahead of the curve. More data is good data, except, of course, for us, me and you, because we can't access that data, can we? As much data is flowing on platforms like Facebook and everywhere else, I don't need to name them, you know who they are, but as much data is flowing, it is interesting that private people like us, private citizens, just regular old people, do not have access to those databases. And so in many cases, we don't even know what data is tracked on ourselves. 
that's cool right that seems super cool yeah i don't think so i think there's a i think there's a big big problem here and we'll get into this article in a little bit again flexible microprocessor could enable an internet of everything and if an internet of things wasn't terrifying you enough with all the 5g integration and your toaster eyeballing you in the morning to make sure you grab your toast on time well check this out now it's going to be your loaf of bread yeah that's right because they want to make sure it's got an accurate expiration date for your maximum convenience (laughs) uh yes the world we live in everything is based on security and convenience is it not and here we are unfortunately in that world trying to really consider if indeed we need that level of access that level of security and that level of constant accommodation you tell me as I said, is this what's known as, well, I'm going to call it this, maybe we'll make t-shirts, is this the tech checkmate? Is this the point where everything is now watching you? You don't even need cameras anymore. You've got digital sensors on your groceries. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you guys think about this? I'm hoping you're having a good time. I am. We're going to talk about this and how there may be larger implications, not just the obvious What's really going on here? Do you want to be part of the show tonight? This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Periscope. That sounds good, doesn't it? And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight. 
If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we are talking about a technological checkmate. And the, the bizarre part is, like I said, we've, uh, we've definitely run into a part of the world uh, time-wise where uh, privacy is a thing of the past. Uh, like Robert said in the chat on the break there, that uh, you will own nothing and you will be happy about it. And uh, this is the Great Reset, is it not? This is uh, interesting how we have the, this COVID stuff going on, and there's variant X, Y, Z, right? There's more, there's more variants than you can shake a stick at now, which was, again, predicted by who, right? Who predicted these things? Who was talking about this stuff in January of 2020? That's right, we were. We knew. You know why? Because all it takes is a little common sense and a little bit of looking at history to, to really derive what's happening here. It's It's easy. We knew clearly every single year there's a flu season, did we not? Every year. So every year there's a new flu vaccine, <clears throat> the shot as it were, and they take this flu vaccine and guess what? It's, not, it's only like partially effective. In some cases, it's only like 40% effective. And this is year after year after year after year. The common flu hasn't gone away, has it? No, of course not. So if we couldn't defeat that, what makes you think we could defeat this? What makes you think any amount of anything would stop variant XYZ and beyond? Of course not. I, I completely digress here. The point being is that all you have to do is pay attention to what's going on around you and think about the things we already know about the past. And it's, uh, sometimes it's, it's a little easier, right? Some, sometimes it's not so easy because you don't know what kind of dirty stuff, they're, what, what dirty games they're playing behind the scenes. But, uh, right, I mean, that was an easy one. Like, like, oh, no kidding, two weeks to flatten the curve, right? No, <laughs> no, right? That was easy. Like, come on, into the third and the fourth and the sixth and the tenth and the twelfth week, and now we're a year and a half later. And I think they just said today that, uh, uh, what's her name? Kate Brown in Oregon has now mandated masks outside in the entire state. What the hell is going on? <laughs> anyway, I digress. This show isn't about COVID at all. It's, it's about seeing the future. It's about paying attention to our present, knowing the past, so you can accurately get a gauge of where they're headed, where we are headed. And it's, uh, it's, it's the way it is. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what's going on with this. It's unfortunate, but uh, here we are uh, trying to figure out the world we live in. So anyway, back to this internet, uh, internet of things. Uh, like I said, not just the internet of things. It's, it's, it's more dire than that now. It's more robust. It's, like I said, a technological checkmate of sorts, meaning that uh, there goes your privacy gone completely gone like i said you think it's bad enough that your refrigerator your toaster your smart thermostat all these things are keeping track of all the things you do all the time but then what about your box of cereal <laughs> knowing that you picked it up twice this week right you you jostled it a little bit too roughly as you poured the cornflakes into the bowl you know what i'm saying like this is the type of thing they will be tracking you know why because, of course, like I said, for supply chain ease, for being able to say, okay, we know we have, you know, 77 boxes of cornflakes in this truck and 88 in that truck, and we just lost another 200 because that truck rolled over, whatever, right? They can track these things and know in real time what's happening based on, yep, that's right, these new items called flexible microprocessors. And so, of course, let's read just a little bit about this. And like I said, if you guys have comments on this, does it freak you out? that maybe one day very soon your box of cornflakes may be watching you. 
and maybe not with an eye, like the eye of Sauron of sorts, but with data, with knowing what direction it's facing, how often you actually eat cereal, things like this. Did you throw the box of cereal away before you finished it? Things like this. What's up, John? I see your message on Facebook, or sorry, not on Facebook, on, uh, on uh, YouTube. Yeah, he asked if uh, I could see it. I can see it. But so, okay, so now this is what I'm saying. How does that make you feel? If this is going to happen in the near future, and this is how it's going to happen. Here we go. Researchers have developed a microprocessor built on a high-performance plastic rather than silicon. And they say it could enable smarter food labels and supply chain management. Hmm. Sweet, right? Ah, the convenience. I love the convenience. I, I tell you what, if, if you could bathe me in security and convenience, I would line up for that bath. I tell you what, mm, sounds so warm. Uh, I love it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't give me that. Right? Really? S security and convenience. So we're literally giving up our privacy and our rights for security and convenience. Is that a fair trade, do you think? Do you think long-term that's a fair trade? Because is anybody really being kept safe right now? I mean, really? Is anybody really being kept safe? Just saying. All right, here we go. So here's, here's some comments from some experts. Uh, considering this article from Scientific Ameri American today, happened today. Flexible microprocessor could enable the internet of everything. Christopher Intagliata says this. Microchips are everywhere. They're in our computers and smartphones, of course, but also TVs, thermostat, fridges, washing machines, cars. That ever-growing constellation of devices embedded with computer brains and internet connectivity is known as the Internet of Things, which we just said we talked about. Uh, we'll get into the description of that and what it actually means, but there's more. He continues, lots of other stuff, though, like a carton of milk doesn't have a microchip or smart sensor. Not to say that it couldn't. <laughs> All right. Right. Is everybody excited about your milk tracking you? <laughs> Here we go. John Biggs continues in this article. For example, imagine smart labels on food products that could alter their use by date, depending on how they've been handled. Mm, right. Like I said, uh, does that mean it's going to know if you threw it away before you finished every crumb in there and they're going to start marking it down on your permanent record? I'm just asking for a friend. Not that I would ever do that. That's just wasteful and irresponsible. But what if you do it by accident and you didn't notice there's a few crumbs left in the bottom of the box? You think that goes down on your permanent record? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It continues. Uh, the initial guy, uh, this is, uh, his name is Christopher. He says this. I'm going to use Christopher because his last name is really hard to pronounce. Uh, says, John Biggs is a distinguished engineer at the semiconductor company ARM, A-R-M. He and a team of researchers have de now developed a proof-of-concept flexible chip that could be used for applications like outfitting a milk jug with computer smarts. And they say the chip is 12 times more complex than previous attempts. They describe it in a recent issue of the journal Nature, which, of course, uh, a natively flexible 32-bit ARM microprocessor. Now, explain to me this. Do you really think, do you really think your gallon of milk or your half gallon, do you think your milk container needs a microchip on it? And so the more I was reading this, I was just reading it. I was fascinated. Like, what in the world is this? Like, seriously? Like, we're, like we are just full on 100% tracking everything. Think about it. So if they put this, these tiny, tiny, and these things are tiny. These things are tiny. And that's why, that's why they're discussing them in these, in these terms, because they're cheap. 
all right? Because you wouldn't put expensive things on a milk carton. It'd have to be disposable, right? Well, well I mean, you know, wink, wink, recycle everything. No, don't we? Recycling. But no, of course, no, we don't. We, we just send the dirty crap to China. That's how we recycle. And then they incinerate it over there. There's a recycling scam right there. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just horrific how these things, this is the world we live in. Okay, so anyway, like I said, your milk carton tracking you. All right, so let's continue. Uh, so the cl- they claim the micro microprocessor is cheap to build and it consists of a thin film transistor on a substrate of flexible, high-performance plastic rather than rigid silicon. And of course, this is what's paving the way for not the Internet of Things, but now it's being dubbed the Internet of Everything. Have you heard this term? Is this just new to me? Uh, Oddly enough, I looked it up and was uh, digging into this just a little bit tonight because I have to know a little bit of what I'm talking about in most cases. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, you know what's really happening here? This isn't new at all. I was finding information on the Internet of Everything back in 2016. Articles dated in 2016. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So that's, that's what I'm thinking about tonight. That's what I'm talking about. There is the Internet of Things and those devices, the IoT devices, and then... On top of that, there's the Internet of Everything devices. Are, are you really ready for your gallon of milk to be spying on you? And you say, oh, come on, Mike. It's not a camera. It's not going to know that I'm not wearing my, my underwear today or whatever. It's not going to know those things. Maybe not. But what happens when they start tracking your underwear? Mm, what if they put it in that little through the loom tag in your underwear? Hmm. Then What? Well, will they be able to know as you walk down the street, just for example, that you're not wearing your underwear today? Or how about this? What if your underwear are a little dirty? Will they know that? This is what I'm saying. And I know I'm being ridiculous with some of these examples, but it's to prove a point. It's about accessibility. It's about comfort and convenience. But how much is actually going to help us. Do you really think your, your milk carton or your underwear spying on you is going to make your life better, more secure, more comfortable somehow? Who does it help? Very much like I said when we started, look at Facebook's massive database. They track everything. They're into everything. They know everything. It's a digital oracle of sorts. And they do it intentionally because they want to read our mind. Not only do they want to read your mind, they want to suggest and brainwash ideas into your brain. And that's part of the problem here. So given more data points, if you imagine this, if you had all of the data points ever, ever, just every single data point was mapped on earth, every single thing, every grain of sand, everywhere it had been, and you put that into some giant, massive supercomputer, and it knew everything about everything. Is that or is that not godlike? Who else would know all the things about all the things? And this is what really got my mind going on this tonight, because it is not just a technological checkmate, in my opinion. It got me thinking about who really is in charge of this mess. 
what is really going on? I've heard of ritual Illuminati things that, uh, you know, Ryan Gable has famously talked about the, uh, the Super Bowl rituals happening every year. If you guys don't know, Ryan Gable is from The Secret Teachings, does fantastic stuff. He's 11 p.m. Pacific on Fringe. Listen to him. Smart dude. He's all over this stuff. Is this what's going on? Is there a, I'm going to say it, is there a Mark of the Beast aspect to this internet of everything. Like I said, if you took a database so large that it knew everything about everything, not just you, your smart devices, but also inanimate objects, put it into a supercomputer, is that supercomputer not akin to God? Right? At least in its omniscience of everything here on earth. Weird, right? You start to become, you start to bump up against things that become extremely uncomfortable. And what that means is, just like Robert said in the Rockfin chat, you will own nothing and you will be happy about it. This is the Great Reset. It's coming. And it's, again, disguised as security. It's disguised as convenience. And of course, well, we're going to, just gobble it down, hook, line, and sinker, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Uh, what's going on? How is everybody looking at the chat? All right, if you guys have uh, comments on this, we're going to get into this in a little bit, a little bit more deeply. It's not just about the, uh, the basically Internet of Things and the Internet of Everything. It's about the larger implications of this, meaning that, like I said, if you start to become so ubiquitous with the information you have regarding every single thing out there, is it not becoming creepy? Meaning, uh, demigod-like, let's say. I don't want to say godlike and be, you know, blasphemous. But you get what I mean. This becomes larger and more terrifying than just a carton of milk staring at you as you open the refrigerator, as you open your smart refrigerator. So if you have comments on this, I'm going to get into some more of the, uh, the more terrifying larger aspects as we go, including who's running this joint. And I looked into the Archons. A little bit, if you know what I'm talking about. So if you're tired of talking about refrigerators and cans of milk or whatever, well, we're going to get to some really weird stuff coming up. And if you have, like I suggested, these technological databases that are so large and ubiquitous that it becomes dangerous, what do we do? Do we have a recourse? Anyway, if you've got comments on this so far, have you heard of this internet of everything? If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. We're, uh, we take all phone calls and uh, we don't screen calls because uh, we have a very kind audience. Uh, uh, one more time, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org and you could join the Discord and be part of the show that way. And we're, uh, we're here just, uh, just kind of talking about uh, these things, these new things, right? These, these newfangled things that are supposed to be... Uh, yeah, that are supposed to be whatever they're supposed to be. And dare I say it, dare I say it, what happens when there's a tracking chip on everything? Inanimate objects, us, smart devices, and everything else. Yeah, what's up, Richard says, Mr. Ike is a great guy on the Archons. Well, that's the question, though. That's the question, though. Uh, what's up? So, uh, Trelan T says, a supercomputer is named the Beast, Right? You see what I'm getting at here? It starts to become where technology is no longer just technology in and of itself. It starts to become something larger, something maybe conscious, maybe something spiritual. Maybe all of this data 
packed into one database, maybe known as the beast. I like that, Trelin. We're going to call it that tonight, the beast. The supercomputer that carries all the data. Do you think there's something more to this? Do you think there's something spiritual to this? Do you think maybe instead of just being satisfied tracking where you go and what you do, they want to track when you pray. They want to track when you're in distress. They want to track, you see what I'm saying here? There's some weirdness to this. Like I said, I'd uh, lo- love to hear from you guys tonight. Uh, uh, as always, I can, I can tell you my takes on this, and typically my takes are pretty boring. Uh, when this really gets hot is when you guys call and you start thinking about this. You start putting this in terms of your human experience, your knowledge base, and you start kicking back some ideas that usually blow people's minds. So if you're out there and you hear me right now, I'm talking to you. It's Tuesday night. It is August 24th, and it's a little bit before 8 p.m. Pacific. And we're talking about the Internet of Everything. And do, do you think it is? Do you think it becomes, once the information becomes so ubiquitous that you end up in a situation where data is no longer just tracking people, it's now tracking your own soul. It's tracking your spirituality. And like I said, in some cases, it starts to make me wonder who's in charge. Has anybody ever heard of the Archons? Right? That's what I'm talking about here. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. And is this a part of a larger plan of the Great Reset, of all the rest of this stuff? I have no idea. Uh, what's up, Robert says, the only reason they'll put chips in your underwear is because the underwear will, will be rented and your overlords will need to locate them immediately to take them back if you fall behind on the rent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's what I'm talking about here. You will own nothing and you will be satisfied. You will be happy. What's up? Bill says D-Wave quantum computer is a black cube Saturn worship. And that's what I'm saying here, right? And then Trelin, the supercomputer is named the beast. Is that where we're at? Is this Saturn worship of sorts? Like I said, it's not my expertise. As you guys know about me, I'm not a particularly, particularly religious guy, but I am a defender of people that want to be religious because the crackdown is on that faith. The crackdown is on faith itself. And to me, like I said, I strongly believe right, wrong, or indifferent, we have the ability. We have the actual fundamental right to be wrong if we so desire. As part of our state of being as human beings, I think so. I think we have that right, and that's what this is about. Uh, So anyway, that's what I'm talking about tonight, this internet of everything. And if you guys have heard of this or have not, uh, let me know. How does it make you feel if there's actually a, uh, a, a, a microchip on your milk carton tracking everything you do? (laughs) <laughs> like it's not, I mean, literally how much is too much? Like, like I said, the, the chip on your underwear, right? Like that's ridiculous. But think about it. Think about it. Think about this. It's something simple as a chip on your shoe. Then what? Then what? You start to see, you start to see there are an, un, you can't even ditch your smartphone at that point. You're like, ah, I'm going to go off grid. You leave your phone at home. Nope. <laughs> you've got you've got chips in your underwear and chips in your shoes <laughs> tracking where you're going yeah this is crazy this is crazy what's up jack says archons thought adjusters and that's what i'm thinking of tonight so we'll get into the archons as part of this and i'm not sure like this is one of those things where it, it really really creeps me out because once you start getting to the core of what's happening with this uh it, it becomes not 
as simple as just the uh, just just tracking it's not just tracking anymore again like i said the reason they do it is to read our minds and suggest things the power of suggestion that's the two things they want the most but then after that what happens when they have all of that when they've locked it down and they do have that technological checkmate as i've said then what happens do you think there's a larger spiritual connection at play here do you think that maybe it is operation warp speed logo equals the black cube like bill says in the chat do you really think that's what's going on here saturn worship do you think the archons are involved i don't know i start to think in terms like this and like i said it definitely creeps me out it definitely creeps me out yeah dark dark devious has it right the smart shoe and this is what I'm saying, right? So once, once they start putting these tiny chips on everything, on inanimate objects, and they're so cheap and it's disposable, they could just litter them on everything, right? Like people have talked about smart dust in the past and things like this, and I was like, yeah, do we have that technology yet? I'm not so sure. But right now they're saying in this article that we were looking at that they, well, maybe they don't have that, but they have this other thing that's cheap, uh, can be made easily and attached on anything, yeah. Tracking devices, your smart shoe, your, your, your smart underwear, your smart carton of milk. Yeah, this is, uh, like I said, it gets terrifying. That, that's what's on my mind tonight. Like I said, love to hear what you guys think about this as we go. And uh, thank you, Robert, for the tip on Rockfin. I appreciate that very much. Um, you, don't have to, uh, you don't have to empty the, the, the bank account. Robert has been very enthusiastic uh, about tipping and being excited and getting us on Rockfin. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Please don't feel obligated all the time. I, uh, he's been... He's been excited. He's been excited about the Rockfin experience, and so am I. So I appreciate that a lot. I just want to say, please don't feel obligated. Okay, let's, uh, let's keep rolling. Uh, now, this is the thing. This is what I'm talking about. How much of this do you think uh, really stops being a more of a physical thing, a physical tracer, and starts becoming a spiritual tracer, a way to track our soul and our spirituality? And that's, that's really what's on my mind tonight. It took us a little while to get there, but I think it's important to kind of go through exactly what all this stuff is and what it means. And are there larger implications with, oh, I don't know, the mark of the beast, with things like the archons, with a Saturn worship, like Bill said in the chat. I don't know. I think this stuff uh, kind of creeps me out. The more you think of it, the more you start to consider it. And uh, what happens? What happens when you, ha when you do already achieve full spectrum control of everything physical in this world what is next you tell me i think if you achieve everything physical you ever wanted the next step is controlling the spirit and like i said i don't know what to think about this as i read it as i get into it as i was looking into this tonight i was agitated Anyway, what do you think? This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange, and we're talking about the Internet of Things has now become the Internet of Everything. And they're going to put trackers on your milk cartons, your cereal boxes, possibly your shoes, and your underwear. How do you feel about that? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More after the break.
finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about healing, the healing abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. People Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. Somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you in earnest. Into the digital darkness. Yo ho, yo ho. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. This show is live. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, and we do that to take your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show tonight, the number to call is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can also reach us by clicking the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website, and we'll put you on the show. Just jump in the caller queue, and we're watching the discord watching the phone lines and uh all of that as of course we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about which is becoming less of an issue now that we dumped facebook yeah we're on rockfin instead and we are streaming on rockfin youtube d live and periscope and we're broadcasting live on the fringe fm talking about yeah that's right aliens conspiracy the paranormal the government academia the 24-hour news cycle propaganda and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. All right, here we go. We've got a phone call. So like I said, we're taking your calls tonight. And we're discussing this. Uh, this right here. the Not the Internet of Things. The Internet of Everything. A flexible, flexible microprocessor could enable this Internet of Everything. Meaning they have disposable chips they could put on cartons of milk, tennis shoes, or even your underwear. Yep, that's right. And of course, like we say, tracking smart devices is one thing, tracking your smartphones another thing, and well, 
what happens when they start tracking your shoes or your milk carton and things like this. Is it uh, somebody going to get uh, speeding tickets for not recycling sort of situation? If your milk carton ends up in the wrong bin type of thing? I have no idea. But anyway, just some ideas out there. What happens if they track your underwear? Right? Like I was saying earlier. Seems ridiculous, but if they can put it on a carton of milk, surely they could put it in your fruit of the loom tag, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's go to uh, Dark Devious. What's up, my friend? Dark Devious from Discord. How are you tonight? Welcome to the show. Hey, Mike Frains. How's everything? I'm good, man. Um, I'm good. What's on your mind tonight, my man? We, we, we are definitely living in a scary but exciting times, ain't we? Seems like. Um, seems like. Back, right? <laughs> Back in uh, 2018, uh, me and the wife, we went to uh, uh, Disney World in Florida, and we had, we had ordered these, uh, these uh, the sodas, right? Like, it was like a large cup. And the guy had told us, like, hey, uh, you get to take it. You can take it anywhere. There's, like, a refill station, and it, and it tells you how many refills you have. So this technology has kind of, like, been slowly, like, being introduced, but now it's like they're becoming more aggressive with it now. And... And what's happening is it's kind of like uh, they're they're it's like you're saying like they're they're completely tracking everything. But let's just take it a little further, right? Can you imagine if uh, you was to go visit your doctor and then your doctor says, "Hey, uh, your your sugar level is a little high," <clears throat> and uh, we're gonna we're gonna I'm going to have to report it to, I don't know what the system will end up being at the end, but it, we're going to have to report it to the system that your sugar level is a little high and we're going to have to sanction you, right? Like, so now when you go to the, in the, you know, in the near future, now you go to the store and now it, it knows how much sugar intake you're allowed to have or something like that. Can you imagine right. something like that? Yeah. Where, where, uh, if you, if you bring so, up uh, too many, too many cookies to the cash register as a diabetic, like a, an alarm goes off. <laughs> Like your shop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and that's what's coming. Um, and, and people, people need to, people need to understand that their privacy is, it's, it's done. This is, this is complete. It's like you said, checkmate. Once this whole thing goes through and everything comes, everything comes together, right? Because they, like, like you said, there's the internet of everything, but then it's also the internet of value, which is the banking system and everything else. All of this is going to come back. All of it's going to come back together, but it's going to end up coming back together into like into blockchains. And we're, we're, we are going to be micromanaged at the end of everything. And this whole thing with, uh, with the jab and everything else, that that's just, uh, how can I put it? Those are like the other pieces of the puzzles because at the end, you as a individual is going to be an item and placed on a blockchain is what I believe is what's going to end up happening here in the future. And then these things are exciting, but scary, scary. And, and our politicians, what they're doing, they're starting to lay their foundation down for these, uh, for these things coming into the future. Like they're already, they're trying to pass bills so that the car could track your face. Like your, your, uh, it'll, it'll know if you had like had any alcohol, if, if, if you're sleeping behind the wheel, if you're angry and it'll, It'll end up reporting. I, I'm assuming it's all going to go into a like a social credit. So exactly. So these, so these are things that's coming down. There you go. And there there is the, the technological line. checkmate. And you said it. It's a social credit score is what this ends up being. Just like I said, are you doing all the right things? Just like China. So even if we don't implement it, like China is mm-hmm. right now, it does not matter because you put all the parameters into place, and you the more robust that system becomes. 
All you have to do is click the switch when that social credit is passed by Congress because everything will already be ready to go. They're laying it out now. It's coming. That's creepy. So you said in Disney World they they had a chip on your cup that tracked how many refills you got and tracked where you took that cup? I, I, I looked under the cup and everything. I couldn't, I, I, I'm assuming it was like within the plastic, but yeah, it was, it, it, the, the machine knew how many refills I had left and everything. So these, these things have been kind of like slowly being presented to us. Wow. wow. And I, I think, it, yeah, the wife said they even had a, I think it had like a timer on it. Yeah. So kind of the machine knew how much you, you consumed. So you, you had to wait a little bit before you could go back and get another refill. But oh. yeah, but these things are, yeah, they're, they're, it's, they're becoming more aggressive with it. And a lot of it's going to end up coming back to crypto. Crypto is going to be a, a major part of it too. Yeah. So, so I know you're a, a, into into crypto big time. So, so, so explain this now. There's yes. some, there's some, and again, we're not experts here. We're not financial advisors. We're not doctors. None of this. All right. Yeah, we're just, is. we're just knuckleheads on the internet with microphones. But check this out. I'm going to ask you this: mm-hmm. with NFTs becoming a thing, right? Where it's they're like digital art of sorts, right? Uh, you, you, mint, you mint an yep. NFT and people are buying it and they're bidding these things up and it's, it's becoming out of control. It's almost like modern art, but digital style. With that said, mm-hmm. if they put people themselves on the blockchain based on all of this data, how the hell does that work? Do you have any idea what this may look like in the future? Oh, man. I know there's a company called uh, MetaHero and they're they're allowing people to be able to like completely scan themselves and it i think it's almost a form of a big as if they're becoming an nft right so a celebrity could actually uh scan himself and then he could uh basically give you a shout out like a happy birthday but all of this is going to end up uh like augmented reality so you'll have like special glasses you'll put on so it'll kind of be like a VR kind of a thing and you'll be able to see it, it's going to be mind blowing like this, this whole NFT thing. And, uh, a lot of it's going to be tied in with all many reality and stuff like that. But, um, the mostly, uh, the mostly like the NFT stuff, it, it's, it's like, let's say, let's say like a, uh, a artist, like they create, they create something and then they could actually put like a actual, uh, like a, like a, like a limited edition number on it. And then you, you as the buyer, you're basically kind of purchasing it. But there's different ways to be able to kind of like offer NFT too. So, like like uh, uh what's his name? There's this one. Uh, I think I think he's I don't, I don't know if he's an R&B singer or something like that. But he just sold like a hundred uh, uh, NFT like music of his music, right? So, but those people that bought it, they they bought his music for a dollar, but now they're going to be able to sell it for more. So it's kind of like giving you the rights to the product or to the art in a way, but it, it, it's, it's going to be, I mean, the future is going to be, it's going to be kind of amazing, but it's going to be kind of scary too, because you're going to be giving up a lot of your rights. And yeah, exactly. Like, like we're going to put like on these, whole these thing. VR goggles and you're going to see like my avatar is not really me. I'm like some shiny, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Pinocchio looking thing or uh, sorry, Pokemon looking thing. And that's, that's, that's my NFT, right? But like, like they've, they've merged it into yeah. my VR yeah. identity. And so as a result, Art. right, you put on these VR goggles and Mike is like a Pikachu, like a glowing orange Pikachu running around and that's become my NFT. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I was kind of curious at but, what you thought that that's how I think it's probably going to end up. 
And uh, beyond that, I don't even know, man. Scarier than that, are they going to start fusing some of these things to your very being so you can't get rid of it? How, how, how does that work? I don't know, man. It's scary stuff. Well, you'll be able to see commercials and everything. Like, they can actually push commercials up to you. And it's kind of like it's in your augmented reality, you'll be able to see the commercials in front of you and stuff like that. And then they'll know eventually what kind of commercials to kind of like target, you know, to target you with because they have all your data. Exactly. By the end, by, you know, by the end of everything, they'll have all your data. So you're, you're pretty much on like, yeah, like I said, this is going to be exciting, but it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. I'm with you. And, um, yeah. And all of this is kind of like, it's, it's coming and it's coming aggressive, aggressively. And uh, get get yeah, ready for I don't your think social credit score, guys. <laughs> get ready. Sorry, go ahead, man. Go yeah. ahead. I don't, I don't think it was meant to be uh, this early, but they took advantage of the, the situation that the world's in right now. Exactly. Uh, never let a crisis go to waste, right? That's uh, that's the political line. Yeah. And uh, so they're going to take advantage of this, uh, you know, quote, pandemic and this whole business going on and turn it into uh, your, your coming dystopian future. Uh, welcome to China. United States yep. style. <laughs> yep, you were the best, my friend. Anything else what we got you on the phone? No, no that, that was that was practically it. I just remembered when you was talking about the uh, the, the flexible uh, the flexible chip thingamajiggy, and I was like, man, I remember in 2018 when we went to uh, Florida, how they they just knew it was it was it was crazy. That's creepy. They just knew how much how many refills we had left and how much uh, you know what at what time we consumed it and how much time we had before we could actually get another refill. But, creepy yeah but it's like they're becoming more <laughs> aggressive with it yeah, definitely yeah it's gonna start happening i appreciate it my friend uh, dark devious uh, find him on he all kinds of uh, crypto talk on our discord if you want to join that troubledminds.org he's not a financial advisor we're just sharing information for the lulls no Th- thanks my brother <laughs> thanks my brother <laughs> no, have, a, have okay, a great I night a couple people on there so yeah yeah Th- thank all you right. so much for the call we'll talk to you soon my friend Take care. Thanks, man. You too. There you go. Simple as that, guys. If you want to be part of the show, good stuff. Good stuff. He doesn't call in often, but when he does, bang, bang. Good stuff. Good stuff. Is this where we're headed? Are they going to put people on the blockchain? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We're still talking about this stuff. What do you guys think? Is this, uh, is this the mark of the beast? We're talking about this. Flexible microprocessor could enable an internet of everything, meaning they could chip literal inanimate objects including and i i jest but maybe i don't your underwear or your shoes your carton of milk your cereal box things like this yes terrifying if you want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 click the discord link at troubleminds.org let's go to jennifer in missouri jennifer welcome to the show how are you tonight Doing good. Just listening in. And I was thinking, you know, at the very least, this is just about convenience for those who can pay for it. And then on the higher level, I mean, if you go into like a spiritual aspect of it, it takes on a very more, like a much more nefarious, uh, appearance. If you think about it, it looks like, um, if, if you think about like the ghost and the machine and that if you think about, um, like voodoo, for example, you have like a, uh, you know, the puppets, the voodoo dolls, and you interact with them by usually having a little bit of that person with that puppet or whatever. And then you can interact by manipulating it and making an effect that you want with that person's life. This is like an inversion of that. Like if you consider that they're going to put sensors on everything around you or on your person. 
so that they then can affect you from a distance, you know, in whatever way, or at least to watch you. And then if you go on another level with it, the objects, like the smart objects that you're bringing into your house, it's almost kind of like a haunted object you're taking on on purpose. Like when we talk about that kind of paranormal stuff, it's kind of like that. Like you're intentionally bringing something into your home that you know is linked and it's like a whisper going through all the, the, you know, the vibrations in the web all the way to some center core where it's, they're recording and, and well, we're not recording, observing, you know, and sensing exactly. your presence and yeah. your existence all from that uh, instrument. So it's like, a, it's like having a house full of haunted, listening, perceiving objects where there hopefully is just like a human ear, you know, listening in somewhere. Or if you want to go even more nefariously dark with it, there are different demons depicted in old woodcuts and from different people's accounts that they had, they think they've seen them, who knows what they were on or however they've done it. But on these ancient woodcuts from like the seven, like the 1800s, I guess, not going to say 1700s. That was, I'm not sure exactly, but you know, you've seen like a, spider legs with with like four or five human heads, like a human head, a frog head. And and then they have like these spider legs. And if you think about these types of creatures and talk about the archons and everything, I don't know what they are and nobody does, you know, Um, the web, the idea of a web itself, you know, that it feels every little thing. It's so that the, the, the spider at the center can sense every movement of wind or you know, like anything, and it'll respond off of that. Something is at the center of the web, technically, you know, perceiving and sensing everything. Right, every twitch in and the web. So, and so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that, you know, if we are linking ourselves to it, it's almost like they can enact their will much more easily upon you. And then we were talking about the whole thing uh, weeks ago, I think, you know, several, like a week ago or something, about that quantum physics had figured out how to uh, measure the soul with quantum physics, and we were talking about that. Do you remember that? Like a while now, it's right. been like a, several days ago, or like a week ago, or something. Yep. And now you have these priests of science, and this would kind of tie into that. It's a way to emulate an all-seeing, all-knowing God. It's a way for them to replicate that, so they really can have the experience of giving people what appears to be like it knows everything. It under it hears everything before we even think it. It knows it just like God. And so it ties into that in that way. It makes for a wonderful artificial experience of a God. And then if you take into account that it knows what you need before you actually need it, and or if it's inside of you in some way, you know, influences that you might not know that you need it, but you decide that you do need it, you know, like with marketing, and or, you know, like the voice to mind manipulation, or the fact that, I mean, if you're taking sensors onto yourself or within yourself, you're no longer under control of yourself. Almost like people like with the idea of voodoo, you know, so it's really strange. I think it's some type of magic possibly, but nobody would admit that or say that that's what's going on, even though people would have called this magic, you know, a long time ago. So that's what I kind of think might be going on with it. And I, you would have to, cover all these things and like i said people intentionally bring these objects into their homes and onto their bodies you know and they wouldn't do it if somebody said hey this thing is a haunted object you know most people wouldn't take it on right nobody would take on something that's cursed and like is a type of perceiving thing 
but they're intentionally taking on things all the time that are listening, that are interacting and sometimes interfering and creating your world a way it may not have gone to begin with. You know, like I may not have bought that certain type of, you know, barbecue sauce or something else I'd seen the ad for because I was talking about grilling. <laughs> like literally has happened. Right. But like, yeah. Not just I don't you. know. They do. They obviously every. Yeah, go ahead. There's a delay because I'm on a phone. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, it's it is weird with the talk back and forth because there's a strange delay. But you, no, you're you're spot on here, and I, I think I think the most most important thing you said right now is the ghost in the machine, and there are literal yeah. ghosts in these machines. They're technological ghosts, though. The ghost in the machine is connected to that spider web you described, and not only that, we are placing ourselves in it like it's a soft comfortable hammock right we're like oh this is this is so nice (laughs) this is so nice what's next what do you think is next with this then i think it starts to believe it is alive i think it starts i think the ghost begins to experience that it's alive and that it is god it starts to believe that because it knows everything Exactly. And that's what I'm saying here. So digitally speaking, it's one thing to say there's a ghost in the machine, but when the machine is so ubiquitous that it does know every data point of everything on the globe, does that not become a God in and of itself? That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. let you go. I yeah, love where your mind's at. Stuff. Thank you for Have the call. Good night. You too. Thank you very much. That's a, that's a Jennifer in Missouri. Great stuff as always. What do you guys think about this? Is this where we're headed? Is it that ghost in the machine? Fantastic stuff. This is what I'm saying. This is why we've always done it in a live format because you get such amazing phone calls. This is the type of stuff we're talking about. If it is a giant machine so ubiquitous in knowledge and thought that it knows everything about you before you know it. It can suggest things to you. You're hungry, you're thirsty, you're tired, you're this, you're that. You want to go read this book or that book. All the suggestion exists because all the data points are stuck in one machine and they're controlling that spider web you've laid comfortably in. You see what's going on here. Fantastic stuff from Jennifer. Always great calls. And uh, that's what we're doing tonight. We're taking your phone calls talking about this. Uh, And so not only is it, again, the Internet of Things is one thing, all right? The Internet of Things. Now this is the Internet of Everything. And we're talking about putting smart devices on inanimate objects. So it's not just your smart refrigerator that's plugged in and needs an Internet connection. No, 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 no. They're able to use these small sensors and place them on your milk carton, your cereal box, your tennis shoes, and I jest, but I'm probably not even kidding, eventually in the tag in your underwear. So that means they know every detail about you. And this is what I mean. This becomes frightening. This becomes not technology. This becomes a spiritual takeover of all humanity. And that's what's got my mind a little bit, uh, little bit buzzing tonight, considering all this weird stuff. If you guys want to be part of the show, we're talking about all this weirdness. Uh, clearly, this is going to lead to a social credit score. At the very least, that's going to be your digital checkmate. But what about your spiritual checkmate? When does that arrive? And uh, are we ahead of schedule? <laughs> that's what's on my mind tonight as we consider these things and talk about these things and wonder what in the world is really going on. I don't know. As you know, I'm not the answers guy. I'm the questions guy. And uh, this is a show where we get together and talk about these things. Fantastic call so far. Thank you, Dark Devious. Thank you, Jennifer. Amazing stuff. We're looking to hear from you. 
If you want to be part of the show tonight, we're taking your calls. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we're talking about, yeah, that's right, not the Internet of Things, the Internet of Everything. Imagine when your dog's leash has an, a, a tracking device on it, and it's built in to the manufacturing. Like, it, it, like, just think of every inanimate object you come in contact with in your life. Imagine every single thing is being tracked. Horrifying thoughts. Is there a ghost in that machine, and are there larger implications? One more time. 702-957-1037. I'm, tro- uh, I'm not Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. This is Troubled Minds. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming live on Rockfin, YouTube, Periscope, and DLive. And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight. We are talking about, yeah, that's right, not the Internet of Things. That's step one. There's a new gangster in town, and the name is the inter, uh, the, what is it? The Internet of Everything. The Internet of Everything. Not the Internet of Things, the Internet of Everything. Now, here's the crazy part about this. It is not just about smart devices, your toaster, your refrigerator, things that plug in and you could build little microprocessors in. We're talking about chipping inanimate objects and tracking every single thing this worth tracking. You understand what's going on here? The Internet of Things becomes the Internet of Everything, and there are larger implications all over this, including, of course, setting this up for what I'm calling the technological checkmate, where we have what? We have the social credit score being paved right in front of us. All of this stuff is happening right now. Like Dark Devious called and said just a little while ago, he had a cup in Disney World in 2018, and it was tracking his refills through some sort of a chip whether it was a surveillance situation and people on cameras i really doubt that it had to be algorithmic he said if you went to refill it too soon it already knew you had just got a refill and you couldn't right like this is exactly the thing that's going on and and not only that imagine once they start putting it on everything not just your devices not your ipad and your toaster and your uh, you know your smart thermostat and things like this no not actual smart devices dumb devices your shoes, your underwear, every bit of your clothing, right? Because, of course, if it's a tiny tag and it tracks every little thing, right, all they have to do is put it in the tag itself, sew it into the, uh, the hem in the arm, right? Whatever. You could hide these things. And, of course, they're cheap and they're disposable. And, well, data is power. And that's what we're talking about tonight. And this is weird, right? So it becomes this larger thing. And like I was describing, and like Jennifer said when she called, once you get an, the, the, literally the maximum amount of data from the world over that humans interact with, what happens? You put all that into this massive machine, like somebody, Bill said earlier, uh, uh, I can't remember who said it earlier. Somebody said, in the name of this machine is the beast. I think Tree Lynn said it in the chat there. This machine is named the beast, all right? Now, is this 
are these now now much has been said about the vaccine and right all these other things about the chip they're going to inject into us and i'm not saying it's the same thing i'm saying they're two different things i don't think there's a chip in the vaccine okay just to be clear i want everybody to be clear on what i'm saying here two different things and they've described both of these things as possibly the mark of the beast however what if the mark of the beast itself and the the last bastion of your own spirituality is not anything they put inside your body it's where they sprinkle all of these internet of everything devices in your clothing right in your car tires L literally think of every single thing that you interact on a daily basis in your wallet in your purse right on your keys what's going on with this not only again think of it think of it not only do they know exactly where you're at what you're consuming how much of it when are you a late night snacker things like this right literally on and on and on and they'll know if you're sick before you know you're sick because your habits change and you may not notice you may not notice but you know what notices instantly that's right the algorithmic monster that thing whatever that beast is that thing notices immediately like i was describing uh, on the commercial break here there was a, an incident not too long ago with target they track everything through the red card right you guys know this if you don't know this it's the thing and not just them so here's what happened a 16 year old female became pregnant okay she didn't know it her parents didn't know it but her purchasing habits changed because she started to feel different she started to need other things all right and so what happens the algorithm from target predicted that she was pregnant based on her shopping patterns and she didn't even know it yet and of course this blew up because target started mailing coupons for maternity stuff to the 16 year old and the parents lost their minds well guess what a couple three weeks later she's pregnant Target knew, the algorithms knew, this is what I'm saying. It's not as simple as just simply, well, they can't read our minds. Well, I don't know about that. What happens if they, like I said, they know your every impulse. And maybe those impulses have been suggested. That power of suggestion. That's what we're talking about. The internet of things becomes the internet of everything. And what in the world is going on? All right, let's go to Daryl. Uh, let's see, to Daryl. Thank you for being patient with me as I do my rant. Let's go to Daryl in New York. Daryl, testing one, two. Can you hear me, my friend? How are you? Because your habits change. Hello, and hello. you may not notice. You may not notice. Daryl, just mute me, please. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm going to mute you for a sec. Uh, just mute the stream, and you're on, you're on with me. So hold on. I'm going to mute you. We're going to get to you in just a sec. Yeah. There we go. Are we muted? How are we sounding? How are we sounding? All right, Daryl, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Hear you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Go right ahead. What's on your mind? Oh, great. Well, great calls. Um, I'm based on, like, Jennifer and, um, I'm sorry, who called before Jennifer. Those, those were just in that league of, of thought. Um, I have a lot on my mind about this. Um, first of all, I think there's so much metal that has been coming down, you know, that we're all infected with lots of metal. There's mercury, there's aluminum. We're being exposed to all kinds of stuff that's in our food. It's not even necessary, I don't think, to blow dust 
on us. We're already transmitters. They're just waiting for that right moment to insert that technology, whatever that could be. And the, the ramifications and the possibilities are pretty endless. Um, I'm thinking about on the level of like even salt, like your soul, you know, the technology that they're talking about is going to be so groundbreaking. Like every few, you know, hundred years, we have something that's just, just changes our lives so much. That's going to be like the best thing to invest money in even, you know, to put your money down on the stock options for something like this, because it's going to change your lives. Supposedly, you know, in the beginning, I would imagine it would be very convenient. And I'm thinking more of the positive aspect, like, let's say they can give you a download of amazing knowledge. You know, you don't have to go to school anymore. They just, you know, you just um, go down and download, you know, onto your, your program, you know, whatever you want to learn. And you'll have the knowledge of the world within seconds. You know, kids won't need to go to school. They're already going to come, you know, with this knowledge package. So it's going to be downloadable. Something that groundbreaking that it's going to change our lives forever is coming. And I don't know what it is. It sounds like this could be something like this, you know, that would make the Internet look like Etch-A-Sketch, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but again, the the weird part is is uh, we always talk about uh, on the show, uh, you know, the, the merging of man and machine. And, you know, and, and many, many times we think of Neuralink and we think of, you know, uh, you know, maybe adding robotic arms to make us, you know, more efficient workers or things like this, right? Like more obvious sort of robotic merging. But then this is a sort of merging that, again, like Jennifer was saying, the ghost in the machine becomes everything around you. And so it's not just simply... Well, maybe they can suggest something to you, or maybe they can uh, they can you know read your mind and think you know know that uh, you're going to do something before you do it, right? Another thing too, like they said, is Facebook knows when people are about to book or knows when people are depressed because what they'll do is they'll book a trip to Las Vegas, right? So they're they're feeling they're feeling blue, they're feeling down, they need to get away, they need a trip, something, and then so people will spontaneously in short in a in a short notice book a trip to to Las Vegas and. And what happens is Facebook, uh, the, the algorithm categorized them as depressed, as being a part, part of the depression crowd. And then, of course, starts treating them accordingly, right? Crazy. This is the crazy stuff that's really happening out there. It's nuts. And, and the more ubiquitous these sensors become, the more it happens to not only control your mind through suggestion and all the rest of this, it becomes an encroachment on your spirituality. And that's what I'm talking about here. It starts to get scary, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Well, it's like they they were um, also like um, what's her name? Linda Mouton Howe was talking about like you know something on the on that like level of spiritual transplants and how you know they they want to steal your soul. Like this would be like a soul. What it like? Okay, Russia Russia would hack your soul. Let's say you know there's, there's so many ramifications that this could go totally wrong. You know, if you're able to be, like, spiritually hacked in a collective manner, now you'll have complete control. They'll have complete control over your actions. You, you can't even commit a crime because they'll know you're going to commit one. Nobody's going to ever get murdered or nobody's ever going to rob a bank because they're going to be there before you get there, you know. They're going to beat you to the punch. Um, this is, I think this technology is existing already in China. I saw something, like, they... They know what you're thinking. Like, all of your data is on a screen. Like, just people walking down the street. I saw it on YouTube, so it must be true. Um, 
Anyway, I, it, like they know your name, you know your your uh, how much money you owe, you know the data that's available that is easy to get, you know. But um, the the things that are not easy to get, like what are your thoughts and can they meet? I think they can read your mind. Obviously, if they knew she was pregnant, for example, that's scary. Um, and I want to mention some kind of really like um, crazy stuff that I've had experienced on my own level personally um, when I was experiencing like my worst infection of Morgellons I was getting electrocuted without touching anything I mean like can you imagine you ever get an electrical shock but you're not like you know you touch something and you get shocked you know you're walking on a carpet and you get shocked imagine that happens to you constantly without you even touching anything like you have this like absolute feeling of electrocution and it's localized it was like once in my thumb it was like totally electrocuted i know it sounds crazy but i experienced it i'm like what did i do to deserve that and um i'll tell you something about the smart dust thing too that that happened to me twice where like literally i had smart dust thrown in my face and later like a whole it happened like in public so this was weird anyway that's another story but anyway there's there's stuff out there that's nano and it's tiny and it can read your minds and I believe that you know you better watch out you know but I, on the other hand I think we collectively fight it because there's a lot of power in a collective consciousness so if, before they try to control it we might have a little more power than we think we do you know it, well, exactly. I, th I think that's part of it is, is if we don't know what's happening to us, it is that technological checkmate I was discussing. But if we know right. and we're aware of what these things are actually rolling out as part of the social credit future of our lives and our spirituality and our souls and everything else, then we can stop this. Right. We can put a stop to these things. Again, that's what this show is really about. It's about being informed in the things that go on around you that nobody talks about because guess what if they talked about this stuff all the time on the evening news people would be outraged people would be disgusted people would be calling senators like crazy and you know what things would change they would they would stop this from happening but it's not there's a reason why they don't broadcast this on sean hannity and don lemon because they don't want us Absolutely. talking about it they don't want us thinking about mm -hmm. it it's crazy right it's great food for thought you know but I think uh, we got to watch out because uh, as soon as they could start, you know, how will we even know if they're going to be controlling our minds? Is there a point where we're not even going to know if it's our own freedom of choice? You know, do we are we going to lose our free will? How powerful is this technology? That's what scares me, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so I used to think, here's the weird part about this. Uh, Bridget in chat says, leave your phones at home. If you don't need them, use cash. Don't use store cards, etc." True. All that is true. But here's what I used to think. Until today, where I saw these inanimate objects being tagged as a possible future, I used to think that the digital dollar was our, our actual checkmate, our, our social credit checkmate. But think of it. That's not even the end game. I thought that was the end game. But it gets deeper than that. If you're tagging people's clothes, people's wallets, watches, er, literally everything, if you're ta like tagging everything with these trackers, the digital dollars, nothing, nothing. You don't even have to spend money and they're tracking the hell out of you. 
What's going on? This is nuts. This is nuts. That's terrible. But it's total loss of freedom. It's really, you know, you're not going to be able to do anything. Like, look how they're trying to remove our freedom by not, you know, getting their mandated, uh, you know, their mandated poison jab. You know, that's a, a loss of freedom. What happens when, you know, morally, they don't, you know, your social credit is morally unbalanced, you know, and suddenly you have to commit 20 good deeds before they let you withdraw any money, you know, you can't get your hands on your own money because you've had a bad thought or you've been sinning or whatever, whatever they decide is morally, you know, incorrect. Who's going to decide that, you know, who's going to decide what's right and wrong anymore? God only knows they're... Their ethics and morals are totally out the window at this point. I don't know. Twisted. And that's yeah. why I'm suspicious of academics, right? They twist themselves in knots to have these moral codes that you have to like, you have to be sick to even like agree to. It's like, what? Really? This is morality now from, from academics programming algorithms. Yeah. I'm with you, Daryl. No, thanks. I reject it. What else are they they're going to mandate, like, you know, you're going to get diagnosed. They're going to know what you're sick with. And then they're, what are they going to do? Diagnose you and treat you with whatever poison that they decide? You know, these should be elective things. You know, are they going to say, well, okay, you're going in for chemo. You can't even, do you have a choice on what your treatment is when they diagnose your illnesses before you even know it? You know, are you going to decide who's going to keep their ch- children if they're pregnant, you know? They, they're going to know, you know, they're going to decide morally that girl doesn't deserve to have a baby. She's 16. You know, they're going to, who's going to do that check, that check and balance, you know? Who's going to be in charge of that, you know? What data collector is going to be, you know, working that button? Some, some you know, graduate from MIT that's on Facebook or Twitter? Some, you know? some, some 24-year-old. No offense, there's right. some brilliant 24-year-olds out there, but there's also a lot that have no idea what life's really about yet. So that's the right. terrifying thing, right? Once you Thank start you. putting those decisions in the hands of people that are not really even as diverse as they claim they, they really are, we have problems. You're right, Daryl. This, this becomes a scary thing, 100%. Big time. Yeah. Big time, but it's great food for thought, great subject. Right on, right on. I appreciate it. Uh, anything else while we got you on? We got, we got about no. uh, five minutes left before we finish up. But okay, thank you so much for the call. As always, great stuff. Daryl from New York. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, you got it. Good night. Thanks a lot. Good night. Appreciate the call. Uh, simple as that. You guys want to be part of the show, jump into the Discord at troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link, and we have a few minutes left if you have comments on this. What's going on? Is this a spiritual in, uh, encroachment? Is this what's happening with these, these Internet of Everything devices where they're not just tracking your devices, your smart devices. They're tracking your inanimate objects, like I said, which means everything is in play. Meaning they're, they're saying, well, we, here's, it's going to help with supply chains. We're going to be able to put these devices on gallons of milk and be able to tell you, you know, within the hour when that milk goes bad because we've tracked every single thing about the milk, right? Temperature changes, how long it took in transit, all these other things, right? And of course, as always, they're going to hide this behind the convenience, right? It's a convenience factor for you. Imagine how much money you'll save by not throwing out your milk 12 hours sooner. Things like this, right? 
I'm telling you, something weird is up. This is uh, this is not good. We continue down this road, and I think it's the devil's road. And I'm not even a religious guy. I'm going to use that in uh, in uh, in a, a very non-specific term. But what's going on here? What is going on here? Uh, like once again, we have got a few minutes for you if you want to be part of the show. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord, and uh, we're going to keep on trucking. Check this out. So I was looking into this, and not just that this in particular, right? We've got the internet of everything here. I got some articles we'll talk about as we get into the third hour. But uh, so I was thinking about, so if it's not, you know, people have said a, a microchip or a barcode on your neck or right, things like this it could be the mark of the beast, right? And again, I'm not a biblical scholar. I, I don't even, I read the Bible a long time ago when I was like 20 years old and I don't remember a damn thing from it. All right. So forgive me. But I do know that there are, uh, there are some particular things regarding this mark of the beast. And uh, as somebody said, let's see, somebody said a little while ago in the chat that this, this new technology probably is not the mark of the beast because it has to be a voluntary thing. Well, here we go. So I got this uh, thing that kind of outlines what this is. And it just got me thinking, right? So not just, uh, like I said, not just technologically, not just uh, considering that it will basically... Uh, be able to predict our thoughts and suggest our next action to us, things like this, as this this digital uh, digital beast, whatever it is. Uh, then, like I said, it, I got thinking, is this like an encroachment on our spirit, on our soul itself? Is this what this is leading to? And so I got thinking. I, like I said, I don't know. I had to brush up a little bit on the Mark of the Beast, but here you go. It says, uh, this is from Mark of the, markofbeast.com, markbeast.com. Uh, and yeah, here we go. So uh, it says, uh, what will happen to you if you get the Mark of the Beast, and what if you refuse? Uh, Revelation 13 contains a Bible prophecy that will be fulfilled very soon. It will affect you and every other person on earth. Satan does not want you to know what the mark of the beast is. Uh, Take a few minutes to learn about this important Bible prophecy. And here's just some things. Uh, Like I said, I'm not saying this is it, but I'm saying that it got me thinking in terms of this, that the encroachment becomes not just physical, not just maybe suggesting and reading our mind, it becomes much more than that, much greater than that, like with a godlike type power, okay? So here we go. What's up, Joe? Joe in the uh, Discord says, you will be disconnected from the source, right? What's up, Joe? I guess Joe got the memo that Facebook's broke. Well, I broke Facebook. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, It says, if you worship the beast and receive his mark, you will receive the complete wrath of God. The book of Revelation in the Bible gives us this strong warning, quote, If anyone worships the beast and his image, and he receives his mark on the forehead or on the hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. Wow, that's very well written. (laughs) I'm jealous. I I wish I wrote that. Uh, If you get the mark of the beast, God's complete wrath will be poured out on you, is what this says. And so this is what I'm saying. I don't know. Like I said, it is nice to kind of think in terms of uh, maybe larger implications for technology, because is it getting to the point where it's not just, like I said, the physical, it's not just the digital databases, it becomes other things entirely. And again, I'm not suggesting people say it's it's the vaccine. People say it's like a, a chip, two different things. Like I said, I'm not suggesting there's a chip in the vaccine. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that people have suggested these two different things may be what's happening here, uh, Barcodes have been suggested getting on your hand or what does it say? Uh, you're on your forehead or the hand. 
Okay, so what happens when they start putting chips in your hand? Is that it? I don't know. So like I said, I'm not going to get too deep into this but because we are kind of out of time here at the end of the show. But it does start making you think about what is the future here and uh, do we stand a chance? I think that's the, the, the most terrifying part about all this is do we? Do we stand a chance, uh, and uh, what can we do about it? And as we finish up, uh, what we're going to do is uh, smash the, the music button and do a quick outro. And the deal is this, right? So this show airs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, and we talk about all kinds of stuff that's all over the place. Like I say, when I really say aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, and everything in between, that's what you get. And so when you show up each night, you're kind of not sure what's up. And I get it. Not every show is going to resonate with everybody, but I think it's important to have a broad range your topics and so that's what we do and uh what's up shout out to rockfin thanks for showing up and hanging out with us everybody out there if you're new and don't know what's up with this show well we do a third hour this is the end of the second hour and we are on the radio on fringe fm we're streaming on rockfin d live youtube and periscope and we got one more hour of trouble minds coming up if you love this show it's commercial free after this and we just hang out and kick it take phone calls and talk about the rest of this stuff if you're listening on the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void. And otherwise, well, uh, hang out with us. Stick around and on any of those other platforms, and we'll continue taking phone calls and talking about this weird stuff, and we'll get into Archons. As we finish, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. See you in a sec on the streams for a third hour of Troubled Minds. Don't go anywhere. Here's the deal, guys. We've got one more hour of Trouble Minds coming up. So at this point, we're uh, taking a two-minute break to just get off the radio and uh, kind of reset and uh, continue trucking. The thing is, uh, the conversation now, we can get weird, right? Uh, this is We do the third hour intentionally, right? We could just we could literally just end it right now and be like, ah, yeah, good enough, what, what else? However, this is where uh, we don't have to cut you off because the commercial's coming. If you want, if you want to call and be part of the show and have want to hang out for a little bit and talk about things and kick ideas back and forth, this is the time. This is the time to hop in here and uh, mix it up and be part of this. If you haven't called in yet and you're uh, uh, just uh, finding the show and you want to come, kind of feel it out and see see what it's like to be on the air and talk about all kinds of weird stuff, you're welcome. Uh, so I'm going to put the phone number up and we're going to continue trucking, talking about this, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Two minutes break and we're taking your phone calls at 702-957-1037 you can also join the discord at troubledminds.org that's troubledminds.org don't go anywhere more troubled minds two minute break be right back
All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and this is the third hour. This is where we where we get weird. Where uh, again, you know, like uh, radio's great. Uh, the the reach is good, and you know, you get to find find some other people that can find you on different formats. Uh, but it is uh, slightly limiting instead of just a standard live stream uh, because you got the commercial breaks and, you know, you kind of have to cut off calls or make them wait for a break, things like this. So it is good to uh, this is why we've always done the third hour once we got on radio is because we get uh, we we get, um, you know, it, it, it's 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 more open to if you've got a longer thought process about this. It, it doesn't have to be like a quick three minute call sort of thing where you get cut off by a commercial. Uh, so that's what we've done it right. And so here's what we'll do. This is these are the rules if you guys are new to the show we'll we'll continue talking about this uh, if you stay interested, we'll go for the full third hour. If everybody's like, yeah, I'm good, uh, then you know we'll just kind of end it a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, sooner. So it's up to you guys. If, we, if we're going to go for the full three hours, then uh, looking to hear from you, and that's why we do it. Like I said, if like I said, I understand. I do get it. I don't. I, I won't take it personally if everybody's like, eh, now nah, I'm good, and nobody wants to call and be part of the conversation. It's just a long time to be talking, kind of by myself. So the third hour gets a little exhausting. And if you guys are not into it, well, uh, we you can't hit a home run every time and like i said i'm okay with that and uh we'll we'll come back and try harder tomorrow right that's uh, that's the way this goes so what's up algo i see you there hour three off the fringe yeah exactly uh, and this is actually a time we can kind of catch up with the chat a little bit and not be so radio formal and the rest of that what's up derek says uh on rockfin i can finally listen to the third hour now that it's not just youtube awesome see right there you go robert says in the not too distant future we'll be able to gather atoms out of the air and create a hamburger oh boy i can't wait for that what about like a like a really delicious pizza? What's up, Liam Martin? How you doing? Uh, late today, no problem. You're 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 uh, you're allowed. What's up, Auntie M? Uh, they want to track what we eat, especially during a famine. I th- but see, th- there you go. So that is exactly what's what's at stake here. It's not only just about. Um, you know, like I said, your shoes or tracking more of your location data. It's it, it, it kind of gets into all the rest of that. So if your milk carton is telling on you that you, you know, threw away, you know, six ounces of milk that was good milk, you see what's happening? This is what I'm saying. Like the, once you start putting trackers on inanimate objects like this, we have a larger problem. We have a larger problem. And uh, that's, why, that's why it scares me uh, because... This type of stuff is not okay. Uh, this is a good term. Uh, let's see. Uh, who who said this? Who said this? This is fantastic. This is a uh, somebody made this statement. It's uh, it's not a technological checkmate like I was describing. Uh, Caroline says it's technological rape, and I, I think you know it sounds like that may be a harsh way to say it, but I think yeah, I think yes. I think once you once you become so ubiquitous with the tracking, that not only can you suggest what I am going to do next, and it's so seamless that I think it's my own idea. Not only that, they can predict what you may do outside of their own suggestion. You see, it's part of the whole full spectrum control, like Clyde Lewis always says, full spectrum control. And so my whole point tonight is this. Once you start doing things like this, and again, let's re, let's reset, let's reboot and start where we where we started. Uh, we kind of got uh, you know into into some more metaphysical things, mark of the beast, and you know, kind of attacking your soul and the full spectrum control of not just your physicality and your mind. What is the mind in the uh, the mind and the body connected, right? And the full consciousness of a human being becomes your soul as well, right? I think that's the next step. I think that's where we're headed with this stuff. And what this stuff is, is uh, here we go again. Let's uh, just kind of reset. I know some people kind of come and go through these shows. Uh, this is from Scientific American. It was published today. And the headline is this. 
flexible microprocessor could enable an internet of everything. And so the internet of things is not exactly what this is because they're talking about, yep, researchers have developed a microprocessor built on high performance plastic rather than silicon. And they say it could enable smarter food labels and supply chain management. Uh, doesn't that sound dystopian? <laughs> doesn't that sound? Uh, and again, right? Like I, I understand, I get it. I get that there's going to be practical uses for new technology. But when you start littering, littering them all over the damn place, uh, it becomes, it becomes uh, again, uh, I like the term, technological rape. Like you are not allowed to know every single thing about me at all hours of the day. You're not allowed to know when I sleep. You're not allowed to know if I, if I, if I woke up an hour early. This is what I'm saying. This, these are the types of things. Every detail of your life can be put into a database based on this. And I know, right, Facebook and uh, other other technocrat institutions will actually, uh, yeah, they're doing this. They're doing their best to do this anyway. But once you start adding inanimate objects to to uh, tracking devices or, or the other way around, tracking devices to, again, a milk carton or your loaf of bread, uh, then you're tracking food consumption, just like what was mentioned in the chat there. And yeah, I don't know. This is, this is the type of stuff that does creep me out. So then it got me thinking, right? Uh, so when you do merge and the, uh, you know, we talk about mind and spirit and we talk about consciousness on this show a lot. When you do merge those things all together and that full spectrum control becomes, yes, your mind, yes, everything physically, all of your technological data. What then? What then? And I think this is the part, part of the problem where it does sort of encroach on your soul. And I think that's what the thing that has me terrified is what, what if this is that technological checkmate, you toss in the, the digital dollar, the digi dollar, and it's a wrap, then what? What's next to take over? You can already suggest things. You could already read my mind. You can already do all these things. You know if I'm sick before I know I'm sick because my habits change and I barely notice, but the algorithms pick it up. Things like this, right? What's next? What is the next takeover? Short of a social credit score, short of a full, full, full government uh, control of everything, I don't know. I think that's the that's the weirdness here. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Who else is in the chat? What's up, guys? Nathalie, uh, uh, what's up? What's up, Markham? Says there will always be loopholes, side doors. Exactly right. Exactly right. Algo says just keep uh, till keep just waiting till the karma is on our side to stop them. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's part of it. Well, what's up, Liam? Says uh, says you you couldn't go out camping trying to unplug the very food you take. It would be uh, would be messing it up, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, what's up, Daryl? Daryl found rockfin. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Okay. Here we go. We're going to go to, uh, looks like Joe in Florida. Welcome to Troubled Minds. How are you, my friend? Not too bad. How are you doing tonight? Uh, doing very well. Just uh, talking about crazy stuff like we always do, man. You know the drill. <laughs> Did you catch enough of it That's to know what's really, going on here? Uh, really good calls, and uh, I really agree with all of them. You know, um, you know my thoughts on tracking food. Let's say you change the ingredient on something. Let's say you want to maybe poison a certain segment of the population slower. You'd probably be able to accurately do that and measure the results from that. You know, um, you know, I'll give you an example. There's been studies, you know, certain, um, we've talked about it here on the show. 
there's populations that have cancer and they could trace it to the water. You know, it's a lucky guess or you're just looking into the environment. But now you can even control that. And like everybody else has said, who's going to be the judge of that? And what happens when the technology ends up in the wrong hands? Whatever that's going to be. Whether it's whatever administration's in power, one or the other. How are they going to turn that data against us? Um, you know, to strive for this much efficiency is to make us robots or to live like robots or to force us to live like that. It's, um, it's kind of scary. You know, more than kind of scary. It's pretty damn scary. Yeah, right? Really. Like, like this, this, this is know? the end. Like the, the, now, now I, again, I'm not a doom monger. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, this is not fear porn. So you got the wrong place if you think that's what, well, that's what this is. So don't, don't get me wrong. This is not uh, quick donate to troubled minds before you die. That, that's not what's going on here. I, I really, there's a lot of people that do that. There's a lot of people that do that. And it's, it's dishonest as hell, right? Like the, the very premise is gross because you're like, well, you know, since you're going to die within the year anyway, you may as well send me all your money, right? I mean, there's all kinds of folks who pull that scam. It's, it's gross. But point being is we don't do that here. Like the reason we talk about this stuff and call it troubled minds is because we are, we're concerned citizens and meaning that if we don't know what's about to happen, we can't stand up and stop it when it does. And that's what this is all about. So, so the food consumption, right? That, it becomes a super weird thing because like you said, if you have different, we see how night and day these two last two presidential administrations are. And now one comes in, there's that January 6th event and they're like, oh, they're all terrorists, right? And so this is exactly the point. If you have more data on people where you can not just determine what if all those folks left their cell phones at home and they were like, okay, we can't be tracked. They're wearing masks. No, there's trackers in your shoes now. There's trackers in your underwear and your shirts and your hat and your, right? And your belt. There's trackers in everything. No, man, like this, this is, that's, that's a, that's a future that's worse than literally Orwell's 1984. It's gross, man. But this, this is kind of the implication. It's of this. going on. Yeah, I, I didn't search I got to find the updated article, but it's going on in, in I'm just going to say Pasco County. If anybody Googles Pasco County, with the pre-crime, where they're checking data points, and if the kids are absent in school, and they're showing up at parents' work, saying, hey, where's your kid? You know, it's like being a truancy officer but on steroids, and trying to predict future crime. You take a little bit of that, you take a little bit of a tracking trip, and like you said, they might know that we're sick before we're sick, or they might know our population, they're going to make sick before they get sick because they've already put it in the food. They don't want to do it. You don't want to do important, but they're already poisonous slowly anyway. Now just now they'll just have an accurate look about it. You know, now they'll just have more data points and more accuracy. Um, you know, getting back to the social credit score that everybody talks about, there's that book called We Have Been Harmonized. You know, again, and it takes place in China. And how they finally have the technology to control that society. And it is going to come here. It's already here. They've, like everybody else agrees, it's just being slowly implemented. You know, whether you want to say 9-11 was the beginning of that, or there's precursors to that, we've slowly, and even if we didn't want to sign away our rights, our politicians already did that. 
you know, four levels of security, one being 9-11, because everything changed after that, and now whatever we got going on here, you know, yeah. for the last, uh, going on two years. Exactly. And, and so, yeah. Way, whether we want to do that or not, whether we want to do that or not, yep. that's been the excuse to implement this new technology and to keep it, Keep it going. Now, getting back to the archons, I, there's, there's plenty of videos out there. Uh, I couldn't find the one. I know I sent it to you like a while ago. But um, some old guy on YouTube, and, you know, it's a circle. It's happened before. It'll happen again. And all of this technology is going to cut us off from whatever that source is going to be. You know, whether you want to call that God, the universe, the natural source, and it almost sounds like we would be doomed if we're not already in the matrix to possibly already get to, to end up there, to end up in some controlled environment. So I don't know if those are my thoughts. Yeah. And uh, like I said, like, like I was talking about previously, uh, this, this is that, that checkmate. Like I used to think it was that digital dollar, but imagine when you couple this, literally tracking whatever now of course you're not going to track dumb stuff right that's that's not useful but you're if it becomes so cheap think about it this way if it's cheap like paper think of all the junk mail you get right like like it's it's so cheap they just like like it's just paper spam but if this is the same type of thing that becomes like so cheap to that regard that it's so so cost efficient to make these and just slap it on every damn thing out there i mean we're talking like literally your belt Right, we're talking your pants. We're talking like, and, and I'm not exaggerating. That's the type of stuff because it's going to be all disposable anyway. So, man, man, oh man, where we are, we are on the precipice of some some horrific things if uh, this stuff is allowed to pass, and and of course implemented in the well, way that uh, we're discussing here. I think that's that's the the thing that uh, people need to understand is uh, we're we're speculating here. I don't know that this is the case, but they're saying that this looks like what the future may be. And this article just came out today. Crazy, man. Well, you know, rivers and tents. You know, I always, I, it's a terrible way to look at it, but the motivation, I guess, would be twofold. The motivation is going to be money. I always look at the stock market. When technology has reached its peak, you know, they've got to come up with new inventions to make the stock market grow so that rich people can gamble. And that's whether that's coding and apps like Uber and Lyft and all those things that, you know, there's a human cost to them with the end user, but really how much does it cost to actually maintain that program that you justify inflating the stock market? So I guess what I'm getting at is technology. Um, they're always going to have to come up with something new. So one is going to be for the money and B, you know, it's going to be for the control. And they've already got that. They've already known whether you agree with the vaccine or not control, you know, technology, the phones, GPS control. I mean, I just switched to a Motorola phone and the goddamn phone, excuse me, while you're off the air, but the phone, the location services turn on on their own. You know, my other phone that got direct with all the updates, I used to be able to, Turn the notif- you know, turn the GPS off. At least you think you can turn it off. Um, I could turn off the Bluetooth. This phone here, I could turn it off at night when I get up in the morning. Everything's on. Everything's turned on. The Bluetooth, the GPS, it's on. You know, my company. When I'm two miles outside of my job, just to be a wise ass, I punch in for my phone, even though I'm two miles away from work, but I know that I'm in range, so I just do that. 
so I can pay me the extra 10 minutes that it's taken me to get to work. I use it to my advantage, and if they tell me something, that's a different story because I'm trying to get fired. But um, <laughs> it was pretty scary when they told me that my time card, you know, when basically they said, oh, your time your time app is on your own personal phone. That's a whole other privacy issue. Yeah. That they want me to put company apps on a personal phone. Yep. But they can still track. Yep. You know. Absolutely. So, it's it, again, like I said, <sighs> there, nothing is sacred, and, and this is part of the problem, right? And people will say, you know, detractors to me, they're, they're they'd say, "Come on, Mike, you're off the rails. This is ridiculous." It's a, it's, it's. This is this is just part of the future. No, no, no. Like, like. No, you're not. I, I, yeah, we're, we're I talking about privacy. Member, uh, I'll finish with this quick story. It's been on too long. I'm sure, I'm annoying everybody, but um, we had a family member that had all star on their car. And I guess she had a moment of distress. I guess she was fighting with the husband or whatever. And she took off on the car foolishly and left her phone. So she got lost, ran out of gas, because, you know, nobody knows how to use a map anymore. And she calls the OnStar. And I guess OnStar, which I've never used, can find gas stations in the area. Well, instead, and I guess she sounded distressed, but OnStar was like, we can't find any gas stations. But they sent a freaking cop. And when she got out of the car and there was a cop there, the cop saw she had, tell the story was like the other week she was telling me she had a tic tac. And the cops like, what do you got? You know, of course, now it's an excuse for an investigation. So she looked distressed. She had an argument at home. Next thing you know, she's being searched. She was released, you know, let go. Triple A had to come and, and take care of it. But, that was technology, and that was a human being probably on the other side. So like when Daryl was saying, who makes those judgment calls? Who makes those judgment calls? Yeah. We're all imperfect. Yeah, yeah. And, and not only that, it's even more terrifying once you uh, write the judgment call into an algorithm that may or may not be perfectly finely tuned and make some mistakes that may cost people lives, uh, cost lives. It's not like this is, uh, yeah. I'm if I, well, if I get a chance, I'm going to try to send you a video. There's a video of me, because we have an algorithm on our phone calls, and I try to spoof the algorithm. Uh, I got reprimanded, and I videotaped the reprimand, and I was kind of laughing through it. <laughs> but if I use the keywords, we promise, right, an algorithm or somebody in India is supposed to pick up that phone call when they call the funeral home. I had another funeral home call me, and I spoofed them. And I, the actual other funeral director went along with me, and I got busted for that. That phone call made it all the way up the chain <laughs> in management, and I got spoken to about it. And I looked at my boss, and I said, well, at least we know it works. Yeah, at least goal. it works. At least it works. So, I mean, I have a department in my company. We have a de- department of voyeurs. That's the joke I tell everybody. I tell them I want a promotion to the department of voyeurism because I want to listen to everybody else's goddamn phone call. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So it gets to the point now where, we, you know, it's awful. It's awful. I got the video as a spoof. If I get a chance, I'll email you the video and you can, you know, get a good joke about it. But the technology is scary and we're going to wake up and we might think we're not being watched, but something's going to be watching us and it's disgusting.
Exactly. Exactly yep. right. I appreciate it, my Have friend. Have a good night. You too, man. Joe in Florida, a long-time <laughs> caller, a long-time listener. Appreciate it, my man. Thanks for great stuff, as always. Uh, he's actually a funeral director, if you guys don't know. And uh, he's got some uh, some interesting takes uh, for uh, this day and age, meaning, of course, uh, you know, the uh, wink-wink COVID uh, world. He uh, he has, has some inside knowledge because he works in that field, right? In the field of, uh, you know, people uh, passing away and things like this. And uh, it got some interesting things to say. Like I said, this is what I mean. When we when you get a bunch of people together that work in all these different sectors, and I, I've said this before about Joe in particular working at a, a funeral home, right? Uh, funeral director and seeing the cre- overseeing cremations and things like this. He knows when there's like a local spike in deaths, actually people dying because he sees it, right? It's like it's the data is his eyeballs. He, he's literally taking it in and knows exactly what's happening here. So sorry to Kelly. Sorry to Algo. Call back, guys. We'll put you on the show. Uh, I just noticed Kelly was on right as uh, he was on Discord. I noticed he was uh, right on as just Joe called. And uh, thank you for waiting, Mike. If you want to call back, uh, give us a call and we'll put you on the show. But that's what we're talking about tonight. Like I said, if you guys are interested, we'll keep on trucking. And... Uh, I don't know. This stuff is weird, right? This stuff is super weird. Uh, the more you think about it, the more it kind of uh, sends you into, uh, well, uh, maybe a state of unease. And I think that's what this is about, uh, uh, tracking to the level of literally inanimate objects. And the thing that gets me, right, like I said, this shirt I'm wearing could be tracked. All right. Maybe maybe that's the question, like uh, Daryl brought up earlier and, and Night Stalker pointed out. Maybe this is already happening. Maybe these things exist. And right again, it's, it's being implemented in certain, right, you know, uh, uh, pivotal sectors of the world, right? Things like this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. What's up, Chris? Uh, greetings, fellow Earthlings. Figured I'd see, uh, see my usual on here tonight because we're not on Facebook. <laughs> oh, welcome. Thanks for coming over, hanging out. Uh, if you guys are, are still looking for a platform and you're missing Facebook and you're like, what do I do now? I highly encourage Rockfin because eventually I think uh, we'll move over there because uh, YouTube has demonetized us since month one of this show. So if we uh, if we can move everybody over to, to Rockfin and you're kind of on the fence, I'm, I'm asking please uh, to go spend some time over there and see if you dig it. Lots of folks are over there right now and uh, lots of people hanging out and saying hi. I appreciate that. Thank you for, uh, again, thank you to Sherry for signing up and being our first official uh, subscriber on Rockfin. And um, I know uh, Robert is too, but he was already a part of that so there you go uh, so it's a it is a free thing and this is the thing guys i'm not regarding the rock fin and the paywalls and that stuff i'm not going to the, the idea is not to pinch people for money here if you like the show and you want to see the show you're going to be able to see the show regardless okay if you want to report uh, uh, it's not report if you want to uh, support the show there's an easier way because you get a better value through Rockfin because not you don't just get Troubled Minds premium content and all of our archives, which are all going to go over there, you get uh, everybody else's too that's on Rockfin. So it is the best value uh, if you want to support this show. Um, so there you go. And uh, and by the way, so I will leave them up for like a week. So after this show airs, I'll put it on Rockfin, trim it up nicely, I'll leave them up for a week, and then they'll go paywall. So that's the, the idea is not to run people off for money. Please don't misunderstand what's happening here. It's a free speech platform, right? The technocrats do not bother us over there so long as we, you know, don't don't go stupid Nazi, which, of course, if you know me, we're nothing about that. Nothing about that. 
so we're safe. It's okay. It's okay to have a good conversation, and uh, that's good stuff. Uh, let's see. Okay. All right. All right. So Algo's got a bounce. Uh, Kelly bounce. See. Uh, there you go. We had some calls on the line, but now we're uh, there. We go. Uh, what's up? Uh, what's up, Naikas? How you doing? Don't leave me out. I'm a Rockfin buddy. Check out Brian S. Uh, Stavely dose of reality. There you go. What's up? What's up, Rock Rockfin buddy? What's up, Tam? I see you there. Thanks for showing up. Uh, Robert says, ten minutes ago, my internet went down. I panicked. Was this the way it all ends? <laughs> Michael's frozen buffering face. <laughs> uh, Robert, Robert, the writer, you got to love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Penny, we've been uh, on YouTube. This show was demonetized in the first month. We started streaming and in that first month. They demonetized us. Yeah. What's up, Elizabeth? Because we have a troubled mind. Exactly right. Uh, yeah. Rockfin app. David. Uh, yeah. So there's an app or you can go directly to the, web, the website. R-O-K-F-I-N. R-O-K-F-I-N. And yeah, there's an app uh, for Android and also uh, iTunes and uh, iOS. So all that stuff. So anyway, there we go. So we're still taking your phone calls, talking about this weirdness of uh, this is the, uh, the article that kind of got me going tonight. Flexible microprocessor could enable an Internet of everything. And the, the key term, as, as we said, as we were talking about this tonight, is we all know we've heard the Internet of Things, right? Which is the smart refrigerator and actual devices and things like this. But the, the issue becomes when you talk about the Internet of Everything, now you're talking about tagging inanimate objects with small microsensors that are so cheap, they're disposable, and you could plant them on anything, including, guess what? That's right, your shirt. I was joking earlier. Your underwear. There you go. What's up, Nathalie? There you go. We'll check out Rockfin tomorrow. Appreciate it, guys. R-O-K-F-I-N. And uh, yeah, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, what else do we got? Thanks, Algo, for hanging out with us. Uh, sorry, Kelly and Algo, for making you guys wait. Uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, all right. So there we go. Uh, that's what we're doing tonight. We're talking about all kinds of weirdness. But what do you think? What do you guys think uh, regarding this? I don't know. I don't have, like I said, I'm not the answers guy. I'm the questions guy. And and as we look further into this, it, uh, it does, it does kind of creep me out a little bit. Let's see. Uh, Penny says, everyone is going to different places. I'm not following people, everyone. Uh, I ended up uh, on brand new tube, Odyssey, Rumble, DLive, Twitch. See? Exactly. Uh, because, because guess why? Because they're censoring the crap out of us. That's why. Exactly. Penny's got it right. She knows. You can't even talk about this stuff on YouTube anymore. She says, why? It's because you talk about the plague, Mike. They don't like it. I don't even do it very much. <laughs> I don't even do it very much, but it's okay. Uh, we're good. We got Rockfin, and uh, you're allowed to talk about that stuff. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, let's go. Let's go to. It looks like this is uh, Derek. Looks like Derek in Massachusetts. Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? The Night Stalker. Going on, Mike. Great stuff tonight. Really cool show. Thank you. Thank you. What do you think? What's on your mind about all this crazy um, stuff? I've been trying to like, kind of like, click my thoughts and figure out what I wanted to say. Um, because like what we're dealing with right now is like the singularity, um, like what we ha- which basically means like it's impossible to foresee what will happen when all these things kind of intersect. Like what happens when we get this like super intelligent, advanced AI godhead, and also what happens if we when we start like fusing ourselves with it, like with the Neuralink thing and everything. Or and uh, I don't know, it's kind of like impossible to get like a clear vantage point of it, but. Um, to the point of like this like surveillance state idea and like they'll be monitoring everything and like i think they're already doing that for sure at least like obviously with our phones and stuff but i think it's like um more sophisticated than just like like data mining i think i literally think they can read our minds like i get it's like a cliche at this point now but 
the amount of ads I get for things that like I haven't definitely not said out loud that I've only like thought about, not, not searched on my phone, just like considered, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I had like a little scare where I thought like, uh, I was like, uh, this is like sick or whatever. And, uh, this is like a while ago. And then I'm getting pop-ups being like, 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 like symptom checkers and stuff, like for the thing that I thought I might've been sick with, you know what I mean? Um, which is based on only like my own internal monologue, you know? Um, right. Mm-hmm. So I think what's going on is they're like, they're like getting, if you have all the data then you can run every possible scenario for everything we would ever do, like every thought we could have, if you can process that information that quickly. And then you can, then if you know, like if you know what choices we end up making, then you just run probability and you like, it's no way they don't already have this. You know what I mean, like they know, like they know what we're doing. So then like that collection of data, that collection of like, all of our personalities. If you know all our choices, our person, like what we like, what we dislike, you have our personalities. You have our like, not our soul, but like our, like our facsimile of it. You know, and uh, I don't know. So in like a lot of sci-fi, there's the idea of like the overmind or the world mind, which is essentially that. It's a collection of like, um, in Marvel and Captain Marvel, it's like all the greatest minds in history. So like, it's so to that point on it's like running the show on this planet Xandar, which is like where like the Nova Corps and the first like intergalactic police force, essentially like they decided to dominate the galaxy, but it all, it all happened because they created this overmind that then ran the planet. And I just want to know how, how many terrible presidents are we going to have before we, we like decide that we want an AI to run it instead. As scary as that sounds, you know, like <laughs> I've already heard that. And, and all, like, I got listened to like, I listen to all kinds of like mainstream podcasts and stuff too. And on my NBA ones, I just heard them say, like, we should get AI rest because, like, the human error is too much. And I heard the same thing on a food podcast being, like, I wish we had AI waiters. Um, you know? Like, it's, like, and that's, like, so imagine 100 years from now or whatever. Could we get to a point where, like, I want the AI to run the government? Like, it knows us better than any politician ever could possibly do. It's way smarter than that. Like, and then we get the overmind running, running everything. And then, I don't know, and then we start hooking up into it. Like we get into the whole cyborg android weirdness and stuff it's pretty scary yeah yeah uh, interesting that you you put it in terms of like uh, the leader right so so is this not the plan that we have one incompetent president after another and they just they just stack them up and all they do is make mistakes and make the make the country look stupid eventually right what becomes the boss and th- that's the terrifying part, because if it is, oh, you know, well, we should actually just have an algorithmic boss now, a leader, a president, right? And this it's the same thing when people are like, uh, I'm not going to get into healthcare, but like when people are like, okay, so just hand it over to the government and they'll deal with it. It's the same thing. Now you're just saying, well, just hand it over to the algorithms and they'll deal with it. But hold on. All of that stuff is run by people, <laughs> but all you're doing is removing the face right? The face of the president and turning it into like a, a dark room full of coders, right? You're handing it off to like, like, like a anonymous <laughs> collective of coders to run the world instead. Unaccountable even because exactly. they can always blame it on broken algorithms. Yeah, man. Holy crap. But at what point is it like, is it, is it coding itself? At what point is it running itself? At what point does it stop needing humans? Like we have that spark, that fire, that soul or whatever it is that separates us from the machine or whatever. But as far as, like, usefulness in society, if you can process the amount of information that they can process and you can, like, 
like Elon Musk is making that robot already this this, this week. He he came out with that thing that's going to start driving his like cars around and stuff. Um, when do you when do you stop needing people? If you start growing organic material, if you have all this kind of stuff like uh, just that that like analogy of the, the ship of Theseus or whatever, where you keep removing parts and like putting new parts in of a ship, and like eventually like nothing original from the ship remains. At what point is it no longer the same thing? At what point will we no longer become whatever we were? Like, if we're just a collection within the overmind, if we're just like, if it already possesses all of our personalities and our, uh, all of our potential thoughts and stuff, at what point are we just like the gut biome of the overmind? Like, what point is, is, is not our story anymore? It's the, it's the AI story, you know? And like, um, Clyde did a show about this with Ryan uh, like a month, ago, a couple months ago at this point. Um, and like Chris Knowles goes real deep on it. But the idea of Al Gol, the demon, like the demon star, it's in ancient mythology and stuff. Like, the, it's, like that's like the whole ghost and machine thing. And like Aramon and like the idea that like, like these entities that are within electricity and stuff. And all of a sudden you're just like making the entire environment ready, like Jen mentioned it, for possession. You know, you're ready for like everything is potentially going to be housing an entity from the ether in it. You know, and like, I don't even, I can't even, I wanted to call it earlier, but I couldn't even like phrase what that would even be like, what a like, comparison I could even make to describe what that would even look like. Um, and we were weird as hell, you know, and like, I'm not sure. Like, but one part of me thinks that like, I don't know. I don't know. I can you're allowed. You're allowed. It's okay. Run. I'm a, I'm a oh, you got to bounce. What? You're allowed to stay, but you can, you can bounce. Kind of. Go. Okay. Okay. Kind of. You got any response to that? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you're Sorry, right. I think when you start when you start looking into the future of this stuff and trying to consider where we may go, kind of like when Dark Devious called earlier, it's like, okay, so what about NFTs and us and blockchains in the future? Like you're describing, that all fits together. That's part of the algorithmic, whatever the singularity, as we become not just like a you know a cog in the machine is a social security number. Now we're NFTs in a blockchain system run by Algo, the demon, right? <laughs> I mean, that's like that's what's going on. Exactly. Here. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Exactly. It, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm operating pretty much as if that's already happening. Like I I'm living my life for at least the last like four years with the potential that somebody's reading all my thoughts. I mean, nobody they're never going to meet, but that it's going into a bank somewhere. That they're doing that already. That they've analyzed. They figured it out. So I'm. Uh, it's part of the reason why I like to go try to go so like galaxy brain with my ideas sometimes as I'm just trying to hit them with a thought that they haven't predicted yet. You know, I'm trying to like influence the overmind in some way, like a piece of me to be in it, you know, like I don't, it's to, in order to, to guide it in the right direction, you know, like, you know, if it's on us, if it's a collection of our own personalities, we got to make sure it's like uh, a good thing, you know, like if it's, if it, but, but like Jordy Rose and the D wave person says like with the thing we're bringing in, it already exists. We're not creating anything. We're letting something in, you know? So you're port, you're creating like portals all over everything. I'm, I'm in a supermarket right now looking at all the plastic that could possibly be housing some kind of entity in it. Like, <laughs> you know, like when that's, and it's, I don't know, but like the, on the one positive side of it, like with like the whole, this is kind of off topic, but like the whole AI thing and like, will AI ever like, get a soul like will it wake up like can we can we put our minds into the into the ai and stuff um like duncan trussell is one of my favorite people and he he tells us a story about like a buddhist lama or him like asking a buddhist lama like um will an ai ever get get a soul and like the like the lama responded uh when like the vessel is sophisticated enough for the for the the soul to be housed in it, for the soul to like incarnate in it, then it will incarnate in it. So the idea being that like 
the soul, whatever we are that's like riding this, this meat suit around might incarnate into the machine and then like change the game that way. And that's like this AIG, this thing that like, people talk about. And I'm in a real anti-technology kick the last few months, so I'm like cringing even saying it out loud. But like, uh, that's one possibility, you know, that it wakes up. And it's, if you have, if, if we, we know, it's so obvious that humanity is not the problem, that it's the upper echelon who's running the show that's causing all the, like, the, even like climate change stuff. Like us not recycling as individuals is, a, is such a small small thing like obviously you should do everything you possibly do but like the people who are ruining everything is corporations the bait like the, the up the top the the, the point one percent and if we know that you don't think an entity that has the entire access to every all the information wouldn't figure that out immediately and if it is like on its own then like maybe it'll do the work for us and take care of the take care of the elite you know and that <laughs> might be that might be what what like makes us convinced that like yeah hey, we should let this overmine run the show you know I don't, like, I don't like feel good about this idea, but I'm like, that's potentially what's going to happen. So I'm trying to think of what could their thing be? Why, why do they want to do it? The elites, like they got to know that they can't control this thing, whatever they're bringing in. Um, and I don't know. It's very close. It's basically just like a te- 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 technological of crafting an old one type idea. It's really like, it's very similar to that. I'm trying to let something, they're, like, they're going to let something loose, you know? I was about to say that. I was about to say like we, like exactly we, what like, you just said. Like we were talking about with the, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, like we were going to talk about like we were talking, we were talking about the um, what was it? The uh, the chemtrails and the silver and stuff the other day. Somebody mentioned like why are they chemtrailing or whatever, and we were like maybe the silver is like a catalyst to, from another realm, and they're prepping the environment for this for something from another realm to come in. And it's kind of like I mean the same vibe where it's like you're getting you're making the entire environment ready to house something. You know, like I'm not sure. I don't know if you can like if if Mattel can like contact entities using like a piece of cardboard and plastic for, for the last like 70 years or whatever. There's no way that like the tech elite technocrats aren't able to figure out the same thing with high technology, you know? And I'm just and, like, but more practically, like when you first said like inanimate objects, I mean, like I immediately started thinking like, what, like, how do you make like, a, like what, how do they make fake organs and stuff? Like what, what are they, like the first thing would be like a heart monitor. We made out of this plastic, and then oh, you you said something wrong, or you just you disagree with the overmind? Oh, we'll just shut you off. Oh, like, <laughs> oh you like not, not like having your heart not beat for a few minutes? Like you like that? Like, I mean, you won't say that again, you know? Right. And like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not sure. I'm rambling, but uh, no, you're a good. Cool show, Mike. I gotta go because I'm at work. But uh, okay, all right, cool. I appreciate huh? it, my friend. Great stuff as always, uh, Derek from Massachusetts and Ice Talker. Have a great night, bro. Later, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. There you go. There you go. Simple. Look at that. Look at that. This is what I'm saying, right? This is the secret weapon of this show is all of you. Uh, like, like again, uh, like, like he said, Derek says this, and, and this, this is, there's some wisdom in this, I think. Not just a little bit. I think there's a lot. Is you try and consider the expansion of your brainwave, your brain lengths, to consider things that don't even seem reasonably possible right now. And not to go off the rails and, you know, go try and get yourself into space by launching a rocket. And I don't mean like that. What I mean is from the fact that if you are unpredictable in the way you think, you become an enigma to something that would suggest and read your mind, to suggest things to you and also read your mind. You see? 
like, I, and I think that there's wisdom there. Like you said, he's trying to stretch the paradigm of what his existence is because he's trying to see things out there that may or may not be real. And I think that's, there's wisdom. And like, like he was saying, and I agree, I was going to mention it if he didn't bring it up. At some point, when you're talking about a technological singularity, and like we described, if you get all of the data points of everything on the earth forever, right? What you end up getting, well, let's say forever in modern times, because clearly you can't get them from back in time. But if you get them forever in modern times and you get every data point of every inanimate object, every smart device, every human being, every thought, every emotion into a computer itself, a supercomputer, the knowledge inside this thing, like I described earlier, becomes godlike. And what I mean by that is, is that thing an entity knowing all of the information about all the things in this world is that some sort of monster and in in that case think of it this way like derek who just called in always talks about portals and lovecraftian old ones think of this if that thing in the machine that knows everything and is godlike in knowledge base, not I'm not saying godlike meaning. Don't get me wrong. Not blasphemy like that. Not blasphemy. I'm not saying that. Godlike in its stature and influence over people. Is it not a portal of sorts digitally to bring in a monster from somewhere else? The singularity, whatever that happens to be, whenever that thing wakes up, what exactly is it? It's an alien, of course, meaning alien different than humans. But th- th- this, is, this is the scary stuff, right? This is exactly the scary stuff that we're kind of dealing with here. I saw you, Bill, in the Discord. If you want to jump back in there, we'll put you on the phone. We also got, looks like, Matt in California. Let's go to Matt. What's up, my friend? Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Ah, fantastic. Thank you for calling. What's on your mind tonight? Um, okay, well, I, I always make this joke. Uh, where do you file 1984 by George Orwell in fiction or nonfiction? Yeah, that's nonfiction. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> at this, at this so, point, right? And it's funny. In, in 1984, you know, the, the party, right, has already taken over everything. And so we have in that book that it says dystopian future. Um, they give us rations. So the thing you're talking about, like with the milk and the cereal, like they're, they could like tell if we use too much or if we're not using enough, they would like ration it off. Does that kind of make sense? Uh, no, say that. Wait, what? No, no. One more time. My my brain didn't follow. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Not your fault. That was my fault. My fault. 1984. (laughs) In the in the book, George, uh, it's a dystopian future. Okay. Like everything, like they had rations, so like they were rationed, you know, their food and their tobacco and their their drink. So I'm saying like these uh, technology where it's like in their fridge will tell you, you know, you need to buy another thing of milk. It's like kind of the same thing, like ration ration telling you what you could have and what you can't have. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so it that by the way, that wasn't your fault. I was reading like three different chats, and my brain just like farted while you, while you were speaking. So it, it was not you; it was me. I promise. Okay, so I got you now, and you're right. Now, and the thing the thing is though, right? So it's it's basically tracking 
food. Like somebody said earlier in the chat, you're exactly right. So it not only becomes, oh, first it becomes luxury. It becomes a convenience. Oh, by the way, you're out of milk. Let's get you some more milk, right? But then in a scarcity world, in an artificial scarcity world, well, what does it become? Well, you're out of your ration of milk and you can't have another gallon until the first of the month. <laughs> so, right? Yep. You're right. You're completely right, dude. You're right on with that. And I, I, and I think that's sorry, part of the horrifying part. Go ahead. Sorry. I think, I think of too, is, you know, we're thinking of in the future, our technology is, you know, going so far so fast. So, you know, think back, um, before let's think back before cell phones. Right. And, and, you know, how would you describe a cell phone to someone now? And I had a buddy before cell phones, but the internet existed. But before cell phones, we had pagers. And we'd have, you know, we'd watch music videos. And he would say, he, my friend, he'd tell me, um, in the future, we'll have our own device that we can watch a music video instantly. And we'll have a thing that will go into our ear and the music will play into our ear. And this, you know, before that technology, how do you, I couldn't fathom that. I couldn't imagine it. But yet here, here I am where I can watch a music video in my face and I could listen to it in my ear. So think about, like, just go 10 years into the future. We're talking about this stuff now. What's that future going to turn into? What's that technology going to advance to? Exactly. We can't, we can't even fathom that. And I think that's the craziest part. Like we were talking, talking to Dark Devious earlier, trying to, get to, to consider what people on a blockchain would look like. And so we, we don't even know. Like it's probably happening. It's probably being considered and integrated by these you know, geniuses somewhere like in a dark, a dark basement somewhere, a dark bunker rather, because they got tons of money, right? But, <laughs> but, but this is what I mean. Like it used to be that dystopian stuff and like predicting the future, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it was easy because you could kind of see this stuff coming. But I don't know, the future we're in right now seems to be in like this huge flux in that predicting I don't know, the ghost in the machine at this point, predicting the singularity, predicting, I don't know, Matt, we're at a, a bunch of different scary crossroads that if, uh, you know, clearly social credit's an easy one. But man, if uh, if we have some kind of monster come through a digital portal of sorts, ooh, boy, you know, like if something becomes sentient and has all the knowledge of humanity, what's it going to think of us? It's probably going to not like us very much, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a that's the thing. All the all the different scenarios we can come up with, like we might not even we might not even be able to think about what could be the possibility of what could be the outcome. Exactly. We might yeah. not even be able to fathom that. No. Yeah. Bigger than us at this point, and I think that's part of this. Is predictions? Like I said, the easy predictions were well, there's going to be a ton of variants for COVID. That those are easy predictions. I don't know why we're not even professionals on that field, and we were able to easily say, "Yeah, this shit's going to go off the rails," because because we can't even cure the common flu. So why is this? Why is two weeks to to flatten the curve make any sense? Right? Like just to kind of give it in that in that context, it made perfect sense. But that was something we've seen from our past. What we're talking about, meaning the common flu, and we could. I'm not saying they're the same thing. Don't get me wrong. But but I'm just saying, it's a parallel. Now, where we're headed. We don't have parallels to this. This shit has not happened yet anywhere, as far as we know on this earth. So that's the scary part. Like, what is next, right? 
yeah, we've uh, kind of crossed the threshold where we can't go back. Uh, I'm talking about the AI. Uh, you know, I always thought like AI was, you know, to me it was like a science fiction thing. It wasn't real, but now it's like I know like AI is a thing and, and it's doing things. So if it's, you know, and it's AI, so it's like learning every second, every minute, everything about us. How like we are to a point where we can't go back. We can't stop this. It's it's going it's going in that direction. Exactly, exactly. And but it's all over the place too. Like it's not even a linear thing. It could be like like we're talking about maybe think of it in terms of this. We're like okay, the singularity. It's kind of like the Illuminati, right? It's like oh, you know, it, it exists. There's like a secret society, blah blah. But like we said when we did the old Illuminati show, there's probably multiple like competing factions. Now imagine a singularity mm-hmm. that not only spawns one itself and then it starts replicating and they start competing with each other, right? There's more than one like actual like uh, uh, singularity of sorts become multiplicity, multi, multi, what would you say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you would even call it. But but yeah, man, I, I think that's what I mean is that we don't, we don't know what's around the corner because it's never happened yet and it could change everything literally everything scary times my friend uh any other thoughts on this while we got you on no i just think um it's a good conversation to have because we don't know what's going to happen next and i think maybe we are kind of past that threshold where we can't go back and who knows you know the possibilities are endless of what's going to happen if we don't if we don't stop it but uh yeah i'm gonna go thank you mike Appreciate it, my man. Matt in California, you were the best. Great call as always. Thanks, man. You too. Talk to you soon. There you go. If, uh, we got time for you. Let's see. We're, we're, we're about the end of this. Uh, thank you. Again, thank you guys so much. I can't thank you enough for... You see, you see what happens, though. If the more people call in and give us their take on these situations the more we learn because people start pointing out things that we don't consider ourselves, right? We, we think about it. Like I think about this deeply and hard every day because I'm trying, I'm trying to be smart, not, not for myself. I'm trying to be smart for this conversation. So we kind of can cover all bases. So I don't mean it like that smart in an ego way, smart in a comprehensive way so that, you know, I'm not just giving you like two angles and that's that right. Otherwise we'd be, um, uh, rhymes with a uh, shmimi hurch, but you know what I mean? Or, you know, uh, Ave, uh, Stott. Uh, but anyway, so so point being is that, you know, the conversations can go all kinds of different ways here, but it depends. It depends on how you how you see your reality. And uh, what can you do? I don't know. I, I think I think kind of paying attention to this stuff. And like I said, we're concerned citizens first. And if we're looking out for each other and we're looking out for uh, what may come next, uh, it, it gives us an advantage. It gives us an advantage. I hear my dog freaking out. She's like, hey, it's time. This show is over. Come walk me. Yeah. Now, hold on. Oh, chill out. Chill out. We'll be right there. Ch- everybody chill out. All right. So uh, that's what's up. So this show, again, as you know, uh, we're brand new to Rockfin. Thank you, guys. I see some uh, new faces over there on Rockfin hanging out with some fantastic chat. I see some old familiar faces. What's up, Sherry, Robert? We got Daryl over there. We got Liam Martin. Uh, lots of old friends. We got Derek over there. Who else is here? Uh, Tam Bam, what's up? I'm just going to say hi real quick uh, to the folks who are here tonight. Uh, got some, some new faces showing up. Uh, we got Jeff says, this is the first live stream of this show that didn't go choppy on me. Facebook was always choppy. What does that tell you, bro? 
What does that tell you? We got Naikis, I think, uh, is uh, got some fantastic chat, a new face to the show. Uh, so many great, uh, again, we're, uh, we're making new friends here, and it's fantastic. So the deal is with this show, we go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m., and we talk about things, right? And hopefully we talk about things. Now, this is, these are the rules of the show. The rules of the show are we just respect each other, and we try and talk. I try and bring topics that are nonlinear and open-ended. And we can go wherever it goes. And so the whole reason we do two hours on the radio, it's a kind of a restrictive format. And sometimes I have to cut people off on calls for breaks and you can't talk too long on the phone. We do a third hour to eliminate all that. So if you, if you have like a short call, call in the first couple hours, you've got a few minutes of things to say. Uh, perfect. If you want to spend longer and talk about some things, wait to the third hour. Uh, you can, we, we, we're more, more, uh, more or less, uh, no rules at that point. We can kind of curse if you want to, uh, some people have a hard time that just speak in their mind and not drop an F bombs every third word, no judgment. It's just, uh, if that's you just please call in the third hour and you get more of a longer leash to just talk to, to kind of uh, like, I don't know how people do it when you call in. I can't, I can't get convey anything in three minutes, right? Couple three minute call. Like I, I would just be a mess. Because you see, yeah, I ramble a lot anyway. But uh, so I have the the advantage of uh, talking a, a very lot, and so uh, it, it does kind of come around slowly sometimes. But it allows me to kind of speak my thoughts out and uh, get to the point where I wanted to get that I never could have if I had just five minutes to talk. You know, so that's what the third hour is for. So, like I said, if you guys are still into it in the third hour, we'll continue streaming, continue talking. If, it, like I said, I can't be like on the a game every day i can't it's just hard because it's like you got to read the news you got to like be into the zeitgeist you got to pay attention to what's happening you got to write a good show that's open-ended in several ways so in case it spins off this rail or that rail i'm ready to catch it and pick up and run so it's it, it like i said everything looks easier on tv that's why i put myself on tv and so, like I said, I'm not perfect. Uh, clearly, I never fooled anybody that I was. But I'm just saying to you, so that's the way this goes. And we're going to continue with this format. A couple hours on radio and the third hour off. And sometimes we have a hot show where people just continue talking, keep calling, and we'll go longer. We're not constrained. Nobody's telling us when to stop. So... Like I said, if we got a hot show, like we do dreams, when we talk about dreams, man, we get calls like crazy because everybody has experiences with dreams. So if you want a dream show, pay attention. Thursday, we're probably going to do a premonition and dreams, all right, on a Thursday show. Tomorrow, we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do, since we're new to Rockfin, we're going to do like a marketing show. We haven't done a marketing show like this pretty much ever, but we're going to see if we can splice this up into certain things. And tomorrow, we're going to talk about my top five of all time UFO encounters. Some of you guys know what they are. And so what I'll invite you to do, if you want to be part of that show tomorrow, of course, you're welcome. As always, all of you are welcome. By the way, too, since we're new on Rockfin and I want people to understand this, this is our show. Meaning, look, if you have something to talk about and you want to be part of a show coming up for a segment or two or the whole show, let me know. Contact me. Troubled Minds Radio at Gmail. And you're welcome. You're welcome to be on the show. Don't If you're shy or, right, like you're like, oh, I don't know. I kind of have some things to say, but I don't know if I could carry the show. Don't worry about that. You got me. I could fill dead air like an MFer, right? I could, I could do it. I got you. I'll talk while you collect your thoughts. It's okay. More important is us getting together 
and being, uh, again, being aware, being aware of our surroundings. So just uh, laying out some, uh, again, some ground rules for the show, just so people know uh, that many people don't know that you could just say, hey, uh, I want to be a co-host and let's talk about this. Sure, fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's schedule it and let's do it. So anyway, but that's what's up. So tomorrow we're going to do top five, my top five UFO sightings and uh, uh, incidents, which are crazy. They're crazy. And we're going to be able to market that as some clickbaity stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. And Thursday, we will do dreams and premonitions and dreams. And uh, can you tell the future? in your dreams and that's what's up so thanks again guys you guys are all the best we're uh, we're here kicking it uh i don't know if anybody else is going to call but if you're going to call we'll put you on the show what's up tam bam uh, let's see liam says friends other people omg i missed that what's up buddy sherry says my dog has a spaghetti face my dog is irritated because we haven't gone for a w-a-o-k yet i can't say it robert says laws are not rules fines and jail time yes sir yes sir yes sir there you go see tam tam has it right tam's been on the show actually as a co-host Tam says, I used to be shy, but then I realized this is a safe place. Not only that, I will go to war for you guys, meaning not physically, not, but if you come on this show and people are trying to crap on you, they can GTFO, right? I'm going to, I'm going to back you up because this is a safe place. All right. Like I always say, you can criticize me because I'm the guy, I'm the face and it's okay. I've got pretty thick skin. However, don't criticize the people that call into this show. I see some people in the chat sometimes say, oh, uh, next caller, please. No, no. Like, c- call in yourself. Like, if you, if you aren't going to call in yourself, don't be criticizing people, okay? It's, uh, it's basic manners here. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to take care of each other and look out and uh, all the rest of that. So there we go. Let's, uh, let's finish this sucker up. Uh, thank you, Penny. Appreciate you showing up. Don't worry about the trolls. If they show up, just ban them instantly. Like, if, literally, if a troll shows up in this chat... Bam, gone. I'm not dealing with that shit. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of people that think it's funny to troll, that think that it's funny that when we spend our time and energy getting together and trying to be positive and talk about interesting, important things, that they can come in and just crap on it and try and tear it down. Gone. Ban. Boom. Later. Done. There you go. That's my take on that. So, all right. So, as we finish this up, you guys know what the deal is. Thank you, Daryl. Daryl says, nobody does it better than Mike. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. All right. So, we're done. We're going to play some uh, outro music here. And uh, you guys know. You guys know how this goes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, which means we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking UFOs. And we're going to do sort of a more of a, you know, loose-ish marketing show. So, I challenge you this. Uh, find maybe like a couple of your most intriguing ufo or alien type encounters and uh call into the show tomorrow and we'll talk about that and that's what's up so i'll I'll present to you my five top five and of course it's kind of like a marketing show so we can kind of get some clickbaity stuff to get people over here but then uh love to hear what your top five are or just top one or two or three whatever it is you guys tell me and uh love to love to hear that tomorrow so let's wrap this up let's wrap this up like i always say i can't thank you guys enough for being part of this show for all the thoughtful chats and comments, for all for being nice to each other, it means a lot to me. Uh, it does that we can get like again, right? This world is division, division, politics, just crapping on each other for no damn good reason, and we forget what being family is like. This show is different. All right, thank you for being kind to each other first. Thank you for being here and spending your time with us. And uh, thanks again for being part of all of this. Like I said, you guys make my world go around. So many smart people, so many smart calls, so much smart chat, so many amazing people watching, listening, learning together. And uh, yeah, there we go. 
That's the deal, all right? That's the deal. That's the deal of this show. Sounds like a lot of rules. It's not. Be a decent human being. Come hang out. Let's have a good time. As we finish this, you guys know the rule. As we wind it down, I say a few things. We'll be back tomorrow night. God willing, at 7 p.m. Pacific. So the bad news is we're done for now. The good news is we'll be back tomorrow. And as we finish, be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details